All right, we are up and running on a Tuesday night. Welcome out to one of our first, uh, what is there? This is like our flagship starting point of the podcasting format. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think people are able to hear us and see us on about five different platforms tonight. <laughs> okay, yeah. no yeah. pressure there. No pressure, dude. <laughs> no pressure. But we got, yeah, I think we're on Facebook. We're on Mixcloud. We're on uh, Twitch. Okay. We are on Mixcloud, Twitch, YouTube? Facebook, YouTube. Yeah. Got it. So we're on four tonight. And uh, the reason we're going to be able to get away with that is because we actually are not doing music. So. Oh, perfect. Yeah, so we can... So we're trending in our own little world now. Yeah, now we're just acting nice. like we're talking to people and hoping we are. <laughs> Welcome to the world of streaming. Oh, this is awesome. Yeah, and if you look around in this room, kind of tell them what you're seeing in this room right now. Okay, so first of all, Clint, big shout out to him. He's the one that literally built this, and uh, it's quite fantastic, actually. Uh, his wife got him that sign. <laughs> We don't know where she got it, but it's awesome. It is pretty cool. Um, the exit sign is a lie. Just want to let you guys know that is not. You don't go through the wall to no. to get out of the studio. Um, what was that? The Kool Aid Man? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Don't say Kool Aid. He'll come. Oh crash yeah. He'll it. come. <laughs> uh, we got two two inch shag carpet in here. That honestly, if uh, if I smoked a joint, I would just be doing carpet angels. Yeah, I could sleep in here on the floor. Dude, it's, it's so comfortable. You guys fine. have no idea. It's amazing for the sound dampening as well. It, it feels great. It feels yeah. great on your feet. It's good times. <clears throat> so um, to kick this off and get this going, uh, I, I'd really like to just kind of introduce ourselves. Uh, my name is uh, Nathan Cresswell, DJ Sewell. You can check me on the Facebooks and all the other social media. Absolutely. And uh, this guy to my left. What's up? Uh, I'm actually Marco Thomas, also known as Detroit Diesel or Detroit to my close friends. Actually, Detroit to pretty much everybody uh, because we both have been club DJs. I know I did it for 23 years. I don't know how long. I'm working been. on uh, 11 or 12 okay. right now. So, um, yeah, I've done personally uh, as far as this career has gone. I've DJed about everything except a quinceanera or a, uh, a bar mitzvah. Okay, now I haven't done I haven't done a quinceanera either, but I have. I mean, I have done a quinceanera. I haven't done a bar mitzvah, so why? We, why did we go live? We just got asked that. I thought we were starting at six. Who said that? Clint. What? Okay, then maybe we shouldn't go live then. <laughs> it's okay. Just joking. Just joking. We're still here. Yeah, no. Uh, Clint's inside uh, handling some paperwork for his uh, personal life in his house. Um, what's going on is. Um, so you started 20-something years ago. Yeah, I started, I started when I was 17 years old. So from uh, 1997 to 2007, that's 10 years. And 2017, that's another 10 years. And yeah, 2020. And in, in the Northwest, or where were you? Uh, when, I started, when I first started, uh, yeah, actually. I mean, I, I DJed a little bit back in Traverse City, Michigan, where I was born before our family moved down to Detroit, hence the name. Um, but I was just barely learning. I mean, back then there was no, uh, there was no MP3s. There was no Facebook. I'm basically older than Google. So, uh, (laughs) that's, that's the, that's the God honest truth. So we had to go to a record store. So, I mean, it was like, I would work all week just to buy 
maybe one or two records because records were really expensive even back then they're like you might get lucky and get a six dollar record but most of them were anywhere from ten to twelve dollars so you would pretty much go to the record store and drop a bill real easily so yeah that's not a lot of music for a hundred dollars it's not and and there wasn't a lot of compilations as well so sometimes you buy one record and there's only two songs on it so you get like half an hour for a hundred bucks maybe if you're lucky maybe 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 (laughs) you were pushing it you're hoping for that 20 minute mark yeah yeah so and then yeah you spend all afternoon but anyways to finish your question um yeah so started in michigan uh came out here uh started uh actually working for a drum and bass group called urban assassins i was pretty much their roadie and that allowed me to get uh table time because i didn't have my own turntable so i would get on a bus uh for about a 30 30 minute bus ride walk two miles with my record case just to go to the house and practice and those guys were really strict they're like you can play on here as long as possible um but as soon as you train wreck you're done and then you got to wait for the rest of us because we would rotate so sometimes i would be on there literally maybe two three minutes and i train wreck and i'd have to wait another half an hour 45 minutes before i can get back on (laughs) so that's how i learned and in drum and bass is really really difficult so that's a name i haven't heard for in a while urban assassins yeah by the way that uh that voice that you're hearing floating it is not a ghost this is uh it's actually our boy cryptic yeah he's in our control area right now and uh yeah so you were discussing uh train wrecking so yeah. What is that? Okay. So, obviously, the whole point of a DJ is to take one record or one, or one song, uh, one track, and another track, and blend them together in such a way that it sounds like one, either one continuous, undetecting uh, song, um, or, uh, and we're not even just, we're just going to go with, like, we're going to go with techno because it's a lot easier to explain than, than hip-hop because hip-hop is there's so many more techniques that you have to do with hip-hop. It's actually harder to me. It's always been harder because you've got a lot, a lot of less time. Uh, when you're doing techno, you can blend for two, three minutes. You can make a seven, 10-minute, 13-minute song easy. Um, so what you're supposed to do is combine these two songs together to make them sound like one song. And when you don't get those beats perfectly in tune with each other, which is a BPM, beats per minute, each song has it. So let's say one record is 125, the other one is 125, that's 125 beats per minute. You want to make sure that they're both spinning at the same speed, and then you blend them together with the highs, the lows, and the, and the so high, uh, high tones, mid tones, and low tones. Yeah, I, would, I, I from what I way I understand it. Okay. You're always better at this than I am. I go, <laughs> no. Sometimes I go no, way no, too no, no, upset. No, no, no. That's yeah. called the sync button these days. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yeah or quantizing. <clears throat> yeah, no, um, from way I... Uh, so correct me if I'm wrong in this. I wanted to ask you this question because okay. Detroit has done a lot more house DJing than I have. I've, I, I basically have just made... Uh, Drunk girls dance. That's pretty much. It's not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's been my skill and ability for a very long time. Um, so whatever was popular, whatever were the main hits, and they weren't always house. Um, so my question is: so within house, though, there's a lot more frequency bending, correct? Like if you were messing, like how you were saying the high and low tones, right? Um, there's a lot more way on the EQ to blend a song together, correct? As well, so and you got a lot more time. To, to it you're not rushed to do it yeah you're like a measure of a house song can be is 32 beats in our language and roughly that's about four measures i believe if we yeah because well yeah because 32 no is that four measures no because 32 divided by eight because a measure is eight counts 
So no, it's four it's counts. Four measures. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. four measures, where hip hop's two measures, typically. Yes. It's 16 beats. So with all that information, Detroit had to go in there and not make that happen <laughs> in the first experience yeah. of his life. Over and over and over and over again. And then that's just playing in a living room. That's not playing. That's not taking in the factor of playing in front of other people. Um, so that didn't even start until 2000, I think 2000, when I played my first gig. It was at the Paris Theater in downtown Portland. Uh, Hugo, C- a.k.a. Senior Frog, I was throwing it. Oh, and yeah. uh, I did, uh, at, by that time, I had graduated to Hard House, so I was doing that. And uh, it, it, wasn't the, it wasn't that good. I did not do <laughs> so well. Um, <laughs> thankfully, there were some really cool kids that just were thrilled to be there. So, um, But I was just happy and thrilled to get through it. And, um, and just, you know, kind of, what do you call it, a... Uh, Pop my cherry, break some eggs. Yeah, I, I, I mean a couple, couple dozen. That's a little bit more colorful way of saying beginning. Oh, well, I am career, a man of color, so I guess that works. Yeah, that works out. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even going to touch that. No, last thing, dude. I'm can't. not going that way. No. Um, yeah. So myself, I I said 11, 12 years I've had in doing this career. Prior to that, I was 11 years in radio broadcasting. And so, in reality, he was a real disc jockey. Uh, sort of. Or were you? I don't really know. You've never actually discussed that. So no, I, I was on air for it's it's hard to consider what is the real part of it. So I <clears throat> excuse me, I I did it all through college, you know, so I was live and on the air during college radio. Right. And then professionally for only like two and a half years, I was doing nights and weekends for a couple rock stations and it was all voice tracks. So by the time I hit that industry though, uh, the disc jockey term wasn't used as much. Uh, right. It was you were considered an on-air talent. Right. That's they they changed that, which which I actually in hindsight I, I'm kind of glad that that definition was decided because DJ became has become such just a large like oh yeah generalization of a player of music yeah <laughs> and uh, and so from there I went to college I I started in. Actually, my first time on a microphone, I used to go down to the Little League Park in fifth grade or fourth grade, something. It was super early in elementary. And I would ask the parents that were doing the Little League games announcing if I could just take over. And really? So, yeah, I was doing oh, that's cool. I, yeah, I was pedaling a few miles over to the baseball diamond. And <laughs> that's I would stand there, figure out which parents were going up to the press box in the little town I lived in of Elko to Spring Creek, Nevada. So and you're a, your own little hometown's Harry Carey. Yeah. <laughs> and I was always like, I dude, I MC like, this is weird all the way through elementary. So there's a thing in Elko called cowboy poetry. Like this is how, yeah, this, <laughs> so, okay. is, this is where I came Do from. Tell. Yeah. This is where I came from. Uh, okay. And it's a big deal. It's like cowboys writing poems to their cows. It's really weird, but <laughs> It's a thing, and people travel and go to this little town for this thing, and we would have these assemblies. We would have guests from all over the place come in and and do their poems, and I emceed all these. I emceed, like, all my assemblies in elementary school because I wanted to do that, and so I, I did that. I, you know, I tried bands. I went through high school. I was in drama, and eventually, by my senior year, I was on the radio station with the country radio station in town running our high school radio show. And then from there, I went to college. I went to Dixie down in southern, southern Utah. Did a couple years there. I actually ended up being like, I was the post, 
I was the punk rock guy down there. I did those right. shows, and then okay. I moved up to Weber State, and I continued that on with their station. And eventually, I I interned with Clear Channel, and I lit, worked with them, and I eventually became promotions marketing guy for the Utah Jazz. And then I got laid off. <laughs> and then that's just radio. That's not even that's, his DJing career. That's radio. And then after that, uh, I moved to Hawaii, and I had dabbled with this and met. Uh, various people in college that were more into hip-hop and things because where I came from hip-hop just wasn't urban there was I I was raised rural I hate that word rural rural dude it's such a I hard hate word. that word just like hate rivalry hate it Ugh. and uh, so I, I I did all that and then uh, due to the first downfall of our economy I uh, so that'd be 2008 yes yeah yeah yes. so about 2008 was about when the true journey of this began and uh i actually went to hawaii landed uh it took a while i was there a year but i did eventually get in with a company called limash and they did weddings and had a couple beach bars and i had a sensei basically of djing every wednesday night you had to go in and do exactly what you were talking about you had to get the beat matches down or else you didn't become the lead dj you were always just the the setup guy Right. And so every Wednesday night went through those drills with all those DJs. And then eventually life got weird on the island. You know, you're working, <laughs> working to live. And then you come back. And uh, the word is trash. I think <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the word rural is absolutely horrible. Rural. I have rural. no clue where we got that. Rural. <laughs> so <laughs> all my experience in Hawaii was amazing. I did a lot of really expensive gigs and a lot of cool things out there. But it all came to an end, and I came back to Utah, and I tried to get back into radio and realized the money had fallen out completely. Bottom dropped industry. out. It just was done. And I had friends in the clubs, and I had friends doing this, and I had another great sensei, DJ Che, took me under his wing and took me up to the next level of mixing. Okay. And then I started gigging off him, and eventually I was actually voted into the city rag out there, the city weekly, uh, the club rag. Um, I got into the top ten competition out there. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't make it to the top of that, but right. I, I, feel, I, I had a bad, bad show on that one. I'll, I'll be <laughs> so, honest. So you're a bad show compared to my yeah, bad show. Yeah, it got was it. a bad showing on that. But I did get voted there, and that was pretty cool within that city. And then, um, due to my, uh, due to things changing in my life, I moved out to the Northwest, and that's where we start to connect. Right. Yeah. Um, so to, to bring uh, myself up to speed, at 2000, after that, uh, 2003, I started uh, my own night uh, called, uh, I think it was called Elevation. Oh, no, it was called Menage a Trois because it, um, it was a club called The Greek with three floors. So we were on the, the third floor, the Manoan room, and we did like the whole like cool like sheets and candles and all the stuff. And it was just it was cool, like down tempo uh, house because there was really no place really that was doing house uh, because the other clubs have closed um, like 1201 and the Red Door and uh, B Complex. So um, so that was, I did that and then I brought in my brother Shug because uh, my original partner quit and uh, so I just started taking it over. I brought him in and we pretty much ruled the city from I would say from 20 20 from uh, 2000 to 2006, probably six. Um, 
And uh, during that time, I kind of knew something. I, you know, it's like one of those things, like nothing good always uh, never lasts. So I ended up at the height of, of my career as a club DJ, kind of just dropped everything and left for maritime school. And uh, I was there for three years or two and a half years. And then uh, my brother took over uh, the Sweet Entertainment Company. Um, and then I would come home off. Uh, I would be a month on, month off. Uh, I come home. I do a couple gigs with him, maybe a couple weddings. And then I go back out to sea. Uh, that then we would say what was um, then I lost my job <laughs> and oh. I invested because uh, we did a lot of promotions, too. I did. I also did a lot of shows like uh, probably one of my success. Most successful ones was Wreck the Decks. It was a DJ competition. And yes, if anybody you're listening, um, we are going to this would be a 10 year anniversary. We were going to do it this summer, but of course, stupid COVID. So I'm hoping that if people aren't really stickler on the years that we'll do it next year, um, beginning of next year. Um, but so uh, then I pretty much uh, started working in a gentleman's club. And uh, that's a whole different style of DJing. It's, yeah, it's mostly actually it's emceeing. It's really it's more emceeing than it is DJing, and uh, and which you also know that as yeah, well. Yeah, we we actually do kind of share that common connection as well with yeah. uh, a few of our guys in the crew, but me in Detroit probably more than uh, the rest of them. Yeah. I, so while I was in Utah, I took up a job with musicians' friend. That's how I kind of got all my gear to start out with. But okay. um, it was horrible. Being at a call center is a miserable job. I don't know if you guys out there have worked at a call center. I'm sorry if you have. And I mean, why? I, 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 I might have to eventually. Why? But uh, nobody likes you. No, I tried, man. I, I really tried not to ever do that. But you thought Musician's Friend, it's like the online of Guitar Center. It's going to be great. But uh, yeah, no, the discounts were not really worth it. And um, yeah, so. With that going on and all of a sudden, like now I landed a residency with Liquid Joe's in Salt Lake City. So if anyone listening from Utah props to that place, I hope it's still open. I think it is. Um, but who knows right now? Yeah. They uh, I, uh, they had a band and I would do well. Not only was I gigging with my friend and doing his like opening sets with him, uh, Che, that was helping me out. OK. Um, I eventually landed this one on my solo and him and I were still bouncing gigs off each other. And I just, I just called it. There was an ad. <laughs> yeah, I, I, there was an ad for the Gentleman's Club in Salt Lake City called Southern Exposure, and <laughs> yeah, and what he, a name! And they own like three of them, man. They so yes, Utah has Gentleman's Clubs, and there's only so many, but they're there. It's not like I out here why. where they're on every single block, but. Um, <laughs> This place, he had, they had three spots, four spots, one in Wendover, Nevada, which is the border town, and then they had three in the Salt Lake Valley area. Two, three, yeah, three. And um, that's, and the ad ran, and this is a good, this, this is actually a good experience, it's funny. I, um, so I, I came from commercial radio and everything else. I had a full press kit, and my buddy, like always got on to me about keeping my press kit up to date and I really have slacked on that in my life. But this thing had like a little CD demo, I had my card, it was all cut up. Like I had the one sheet on myself, I had the resume and I took this to a gentleman's club. Right? <laughs> 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 but, 
and they were trying to shove me off. It was hilarious. The lady at the front was like, well, he's not even here. You can't talk to him, whatever, when I'm trying to talk to a manager. And eventually she opens up this thing. And she like her jaw kind of opens up, you know, and she's like, I- I'm going to go find him. Let me let me go find him. Right. <laughs> and uh, she goes to try and he legitimately just had left to lunch. And um, I'm like, OK, uh, when can I come back? Whatever. That's my thing. Please give it to him. I and then the next day or like within hours, I get this phone. My phone's just going off and I I pick it up. And the guy's like, well, when can you come in to meet? Well, I go, I still work in at this call center. I have this gig and this gig. And I was, like, describing my schedule. And I go, these are kind of my – he's all – I don't know if we can I, – I don't know if we're on Facebook and stuff. But he said, F it, basically. Right. You're hired. Right. You're starting. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know how to do one of these. I've never – I don't even go – like, I'd only really been into Gentleman's Club, like, a right. couple times in my life. Right. And, and you definitely weren't paying attention to the music. That's oh, for Oh, jeez, dude. That was a crazy baptism by fire on that one. <laughs> I, I, oh, dude, I thought I was going to get hit with shoes. I thought, like – I mean, surprisingly, I didn't because I'm in there playing the dance jams, right? Right. Like, I'm in there like, it's Katy Perry time. <laughs> We're playing all oh. that stuff because that's what was hot on the dance floor. I'd been doing some dance clubs, and you that's know? not what you play at this Oh, man. Gentlemen's club. Yeah, someone came up to me and said, hey, do you, would you mind uh, playing Tila Tequila? I like to... And I was like, "Oh, I am not in the dance club anymore. Oh, yeah. uh, I've never heard of that. Uh, let me. Uh, but luckily, the house system had it. Let, let me put it this way: <laughs> the raunchiest or dirtiest type of sensual, sexy type songs is what you play, and then you drop in some popular hits too, just to, to hype them up." Oh, Sound Rebel did. He did make a comment: "Gentlemen's Club that probably didn't serve alcohol or caffeinated drinks in Utah." So actually. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a good point. Yeah, that's did a, they? Uh, they did. Um, obviously, the pores are different out there. They're on. They have a nipple thing that goes on top. Yeah, of Yeah, I've seen those. And it, you have to put only an ounce in a shot. Like it's all regulated. Yeah, because if way. you go to if you go to, to some of the um, some of the bars in Vegas, they don't have free pours. They're all super measured and everything. It's like an automatic measure thing. And yeah, and Utah does that too. But I yeah. mean, it makes sense on business if you look at it that way. Yeah, like if you own that bar, you are not getting over pours. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like, not happening. It doesn't because the state will come down on you. Um, and so, anyways, I was working there, and the only spot so they throw you because you got to have a an adult industry working card. Oh, so kind of like Utah. A, yeah, so it's kind of like a the the union card that you have to have to be actually a dancer. In, in Vegas. Yeah, so yeah. you have to have this card, and it's a, it's like 150 a year or something like that. Oh, it's no. And, uh, yeah, so since I didn't have that, though, there was if a— If you're wondering, yes, it's really hot in here. It is super hot. The, For some reason, I'm sweating way more than he is. I have no idea why. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> the, so the only club I could work out was the 18 and up one, which uh, was in the industrial area. Exactly, because we— we served rock stars. <laughs> that was about it. I mean, there really wasn't else there. But that was quite the experience going from no gentleman's club to the only fully nude experience in Utah. Like, right. So that's, just, that's the same as the uh, uh, California laws in some places. Yeah. That fully nude means that there's no service. Uh, yeah, alcohol. And that's how it works there. But after all that, anyway, so that's our connection there. And then we also have uh, the hit squad, which. Yes. So basically, I got burnt out. Um, I lost all my passion for for DJing. I mean, it was just gone. And uh, 
I would just break. Uh, I think the last time we did it was back in, uh, I forget when. Um, but I was just done. I was burnt out. I was, and before that, and this is, bef this was, this was actually right around the time I actually came and met uh, Clint and DJ Noise. And let's see who else was there. Rosie. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, who else? Uh, jo Jeff was with uh, was Switch with us by I that? He wasn't yet, I don't think. I can't remember. Right. Actually. And then you. Yeah. And um, and then um, what's his name? Always wears the uh, jerseys. He Ro was part of it. Rose? You're no. talking about Rose wore the, jerseys. The other one. Who always wore jerseys, though? There was, there was two other guys. Um, oh. But basically, my brother, Sugar... He uh, he said you should man you should come meet these guys and I was just it was kind of like having a going through a breakup honestly yeah I just was like dude I don't want to go I don't want to play I don't want to listen to music I don't want to see other people who are doing it I don't want to be forced to do it and he goes no I really think you should do it I you know and um, I'm glad I did I'm really glad I did because um, well I mean I look where I'm at now I got I I have some really good friends I got some really supportive people. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. I still burnt out. I still burnt out and I threw like tr practically wanted to throw everything away. Yeah. Um, I actually stopped. I haven't, I didn't touch turntables again until we started doing the streaming show. Yeah. That's so that was about four years, four years ago. I just stopped, completely stopped. And, uh, if it wasn't for these guys, I would not be sitting here right now. So speaking of which, Hey sugar, you out there? I, I, saw I heard him. I heard a voice. I know he's here. That's why I was like I was gonna have him step in and start talking about where we started, um, but I don't know where he's at. I wanted to go check outside real quick. See okay. if he's there. Yeah, so, anyways, DJ Sugar and I. He actually uh, when I moved into town, I started. I uh, jumped out of a dance club into a gentleman's club. Uh, he was actually one of the guys that was mentioned a lot that I should meet and that I should join up with this crew. And this crew actually was originated by the guy that has moved to Arizona, uh, Noise, he had a crew back home prior to him moving out here that he wanted to start. Is he out there? He's out there. Oh, have him come in. But, uh, oh, he doesn't want to. I don't know. Oh. But I got a towel, so we're good. Oh. Uh, anyways, he, uh, he wanted to start this. And anyways, DJ Sugar had put me up, and I tried out with him. And that's why I was going to have him in, so we could talk about when he first put me on a stage. And oh, then, yeah. He's the one that actually said the same thing to me. Oh, I'm going to go down to the Salem people. You need to come see these guys. Right. And all of a sudden, I'm trying to get out of the gentleman's club, back into the dance clubs. And and then I put you back in the gentleman's <laughs> yeah, club. Dude, it always pulled me back. <laughs> and uh, these guys had a bar that had like seven nights and seven shifts a week. And so I was driving 45 minutes, an hour and a half, I think. Like It was a long ways to the shack. I was clear as Ugh. deep as you. Way yeah. southeast, way yeah. deep out in Gresham. And yeah, I that's was, right, you were. Yeah, I was driving a couple hours to go to this little bar out there. Oh, my God. And uh, we had to do all sorts of things. We were running karaoke for a little while, then right. had a DJ. And then if someone asked for karaoke, why you were DJing, you had to stop DJing, then move over to the karaoke machine, run the karaoke machine. Which, by the way, you should never do as a oh, business dude. owner. It's stupid. Completely hard. Like, hey, do you want to completely kill the vibe and then try to restart it every 15 minutes? Sure, let's do this. Yeah, it was, it was crazy, but they were putting me to work right away, and it gave me leverage right when, so the club I was with, uh, Spearman Rhino, who's a large 
company throughout the nation. Right. Was actually they did some really bad research on the market. <laughs> and uh, they, they had switched managers so many times, and I actually gave me leverage to be like, "Hey, uh, I'm walking out the door," and they're like, "Don't, don't, don't!" Begging me, and I finally, I, I took them for a couple hundred extra a night. It was nice. Yeah. <laughs> until like, they figured it out. Yeah, until they figured it out, and then someone up the chain said, "Oh, you got to stop these payouts." But I was already gigging with the hit squad, and that's where they got me today. Yeah. So, so uh, the Godfather of our of our whole group is noise who, if you guys uh, follow us uh, Thursday nights down at AZ uh, that's noise and his family uh, down there and that stream live. Um, so, but yeah, I, I mean, he's the one that, uh, and this isn't just some uh, hit squad is not one of those things where you can just be like, Oh, Hey guys, uh, I want to be a, you know, I want to be part of hit squad. We just go, Oh, okay. You know, like you, you literally have to prove yourself either by, playing a night or actually most likely shadowing a night maybe like a 15 20 minute set uh and then even then you still have to you still have to work for quite a while before we vote we actually do vote you yeah. in um yeah i mean one of the biggest you, things is i mean the biggest test i think in this whole industry is just showing up you know it is like you know what's how sad and great that is in the same time like the biggest thing you have to do to be more successful than the next guy is to show up. And yeah. honestly, that's pretty much the first test in this whole thing. And to Consistency. See if someone's, because a lot of people will come up to you and say they want to be part of things. They want to do different things with you. But they'll never come through on it. So, you know, you have to show up for a while. You have to, you know, you have to show the effort that you want to be part of it. That you want to. You're hungry. And, and then you got to hang out enough to see if you want it. And then we put it to a vote. That's kind of really yeah. the main system. Because at one time, I think we had 11 or 14 members. And yeah. they slowly but surely have dropped off. And it's sad, too, because, um, you know, whether, you know, some of them have moved away, which is which is always disheartening. Um, because, you know, you get this eclectic group of just awesome personalities. And then someone like Rosie or Noise <laughs> ruins it for us. And they all move and out they, of the they, Northwest. Yeah. But it allows us to expand, too. Uh, Noise has got a crew out there. Noisy, or, uh, Rosie's a rep, so he's he's pretty well taken up. He said, can we talk about the hazing? North uh, Hazing? I mean, well... Uh, uh, we don't like. We don't really haze. Yeah, it's. it's ex I mean, what are you supposed to do? Damage one of their needles? That's expensive, man. <laughs> yeah. That's not, that's. It's not like we're. A that's forty. We that's forty-seven dollars for a sure. M what was that M, M five seventeen or something like that? It's M2? not like we're having races with marshmallows between our butt cheeks and things like no. that. No, no, no. We use Corona. Bottles. Yeah, Corona bottles are yes. for our deals. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the I, only type of hazing never, we do is like if we do a one on one or two on two or, what I'm saying is like, well, I play one record, then he plays one record. Um, and then you just try to play just an obscure, horrible record that the next person probably can't beat match to. That's the only hazing I would say. Yeah, we never really hazing. did it. I mean, other than the daily that we do on the stream with each other, we're just like, wow, did you really just play that that way? That was really crappy. Why did you do that? Yeah, but it's more like just guys hanging or yeah. DJs it's, hanging it's out. It's not really hazing. It's just, yeah. I mean, no, it's just talking the, trash. It's camaraderie yeah. and helping out actually sometimes on the criticism, you know, like, um, we do try to make each other better, and that's kind of why we're part of this. And yeah, it, it's it's a group of guys that we are f at least encouraged and try to force ourselves to be honest with ourselves and honest with each other. So and don't hold back, don't sugarcoat things. So did I say sugarcoat things? <laughs> and <I> did <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> neener neener. Yeah, and 
Yeah, our number one rule in our in our crew, and there are some bylines and different things. And once Clint gets in here, um, yeah, yeah. he'll be able to discuss that a little bit more. But the number one was just no egos. You know, like this yes. is we. Yep. And what we mean by that, you know, you don't. No one's on a different level. No matter what your skill levels are, no matter where you're at. Yeah. Um, come on in, man. Um, we all are on the same level, and we're all on the same team. Uh, bring it, bring it back a little bit, most, though, because the, the feedback from the... Yeah, we got to... Oh, watch it. Watch we're placing edge. a fan in here, so you're going to hear a little fan noise just because it's, yeah. it's hot. In it is really hot in here. So, But uh, TJ Sugar helping out with that. And so what else do... What do you think the crew's brought to you, man? Um, well, like I said before, like, uh, <laughs> like they brought me out of the breakup <laughs> with music, and... Uh, always supported me never pushed me you know they they totally understood and you know i i think i would really say that uh, besides my brother but you um and clint even would um would just kind of nudge me a little bit but never force me like hey man do you want to do this hey we're doing this if you want to no pressure and i i think that's what really meant a lot to me because uh i mean it's let me, let me put you this to everybody out there. Imagine you have a passion for something your entire life, right? And then you get to live it. And not only do you get to live it, but you get to live off of it. Like you 100% financially support yourself doing what you love. And then one day, it's just gone. There's no love for it. There's actual hatred. There's anxiety. There's stress and contempt. And you're like... And you've been doing this your whole life. So now what do you do? You know, at this time, I was, what, 35 when I met you guys? Yeah. So I'm 40 now. I know. Thanks, yeah, mom and dad. I don't right. look my age. Um, but, uh, yeah. So imagine being 35 and everything that you've done and thought you were going to do for the rest of your life is now gone. And you have to completely reset. So I basically had a midlife crisis before you're supposed to have a midlife crisis. I, I would say that's how I started DJing. <laughs> <laughs> My entire dream from my childhood was taken away from me by Enron. Thank you, guys. Thanks for that investment. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I had to reinvent myself in something. And luckily, I I had seen this. I have dealt with it. And yeah. then I, I fell in with the right company and the right people that, that helped me out to keep it going. And I think the other thing, too, is uh, this is also a group that would support each other. Like, uh, you know, uh, well, the, the reason to, to – he was need uh, uh, Sewell needed more money, uh, and I said, "Well, hey man, why don't you come work for the Gentlemen's Club?" I, you know, I know it's not ideal, however, um, it's extra. You know, it's, it's something to get you by for right now. Well, yeah, and that was how I first got in the door with that, which was funny. And I, then I would just went on your fill in list, and I just like fill in for you guys, right? But then I really didn't need it. <laughs> you kept going. No, no, no. When you guys gave me the day shift, it was more I. This is how it comes back around all the time because, yeah, he helped me out back then and got me some extra when I was trying to get in between all these gigs. And then all of a sudden their guy bails on him, right? Like your guy's out, yeah. of, out, of, yeah. out of your club just bails right on this shift that neither one of you guys really wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> and so you and uh, Travis that worked down there. And um, so doo -doo -doo, here comes Seawell to say the day. And so <laughs> we, actually have a, we actually have a little cape for Seawell. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Literally Captain Sabaho. And so I was going down there in just the deadest hours at times in oh. downtown Portland. Uh, I even fought to actually get him a raise just so he wouldn't oh, blow dude. his so he wouldn't blow his brains out. No, I know. I had to call I had to call the owner up to my booth and be like, "Look at me." I even told him. I even told the owner. I was like, "You know, you should just get rid of this shift, right?" Right. <laughs> like, he actually I'm did. He ended up actually doing it. It was the best thing for the club. <laughs> yeah, I know. I told him that like three years ago. He and fired I himself. Like, he literally fired himself. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> that's that's how no ego do we, we have in this group. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, you know what? I should just fire myself. Yeah, okay, I'm bye. Like, why do I? Why do I just keep taking your money? Like it's great, but come yeah. on, man. I mean, here's my own severance package. Thanks. <laughs> Did you just pull that out of your own wallet? Yeah. Yep. Fine. You're like, I'm gonna cash these drink tickets in now. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what people try to pay you, and in so many different ways when you DJ. That's a good, really good. Uh, yeah. So we're so I don't know where Clint's at right now. Uh, oh, actually, we do know exactly where Clint's at, but. We got some talking points that we're actually um, that we wanted to talk about. Uh, just kind of give you a heads up about it. Um, Shug is here, so I think one of them is we have a old record crate that has not been opened in over twelve years. I think he said twelve years. So that's going to be we're going to find out what that is and when it was made and and just have a little bit of fun with that. Um, what's the other some of the other points? Well, uh, what's going to be cool about that too is we just get to see what the trends were in DJ Sugar at the time of 12 years ago. So it's probably exactly the same, just crazy. <laughs> Nothing matches anything else, but somehow he puts it all together. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, we also plan on going through what has happened uh, pre and post COVID, I guess. Or yeah. We're not even post COVID, we're in COVID uh, in our industry and in, in the Northwest. Um, also, the skills that we've had to pick up because of this situation are very interesting. Like, we're sitting here trying to pull off a podcast and have thousands of dollars of equipment that we probably never would have ever, ever never. dealt with in our life. Except now I, I know what, like, ISO settings are on our DSLR camera. Like, yeah. Shh. Is, is that a feature on an yeah. iPhone? Did you say iOS? No. Well, it is a feature on your iOS camera as well. Hey. But yeah. No, it's the digital. What's up, Apple? Balance, Our new sponsor. Yes, please. And, love it. And the programs, like, I never knew what OBS was. That sounds like a STD, really, or STI. <laughs> <laughs> an OBS. Or it's Odd something. Odd bowel syndrome? Yeah, it's got to be something really. <laughs> it's not related to IBS. I'm going to let you know right there. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, not related I, I at all. I was a little worried when I first heard the initials. I thought it was. <laughs> I actually, I called a couple physicians, and I'm like, hey. <laughs> you did I'm not. I'm like, shut up. I know that we're in this weird COVID thing, but my buddy keeps saying I need to get obs and i'm like <laughs> how do i get obs and they well you go down to 82nd <laughs> and they're like but the funny thing is is like the nurse knew she's like well log on to their website and download the software and i'm like oh that's what it is the it's nurse software. knew what obs yeah. was yeah wow mm -hmm. did she graduate from the university of phoenix uh no it was i think she was just a certified minister Interesting. <laughs> no, I have no clue where she graduated from. Um, I actually thought you were just going to call me out on the whole falsehood of my story, but it's all good. So <laughs> there was nothing true in that. Entire no, really? Thing. No, I didn't oh. call a doctor's office to ask them about a software Well, I mean, program. you are that type of person. You're just you're look at that face. How would that face lie to you? It doesn't. So, you know, I'm, we're just used to see well not lying to us. So then when he does, 
it just it hurts us to you know i'm disappointed in you uh, now it's one of those dry sense of humor things that and only a few people could pull off that's true but sugar i wish he'd come in here because i want to talk to him about when we come here Oh, okay. He's working on some things. What are you working he's on? He's always working on some things when he's not supposed to be working you on things. You can come take selfies over here. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. That makes so sense. That, so that means one? Oh, oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Even though they're close. <laughs> yes. Yes, please. Please and thank you. So um, what... Uh, so the hit squad took us under their wings and yeah. we've, we've uh, gained a lot of knowledge and a lot of experience and we've done, man, we were doing, um, what was the things we, we used to do the Tuesday night together again, your brother hosted that right bar 15. Uh, that was definitely kind of an open deck night for us yeah. and gave yeah. us a lot. It also was an open deck night for whoever, for whoever wanted to do, um, possibly join us. Um, it was, that's the other thing too is that we blew up so quick as as far as like the amount of people and their talent and how far like you said how far spread out we were. I mean, from Malmeth, Malmeth to Malola to Eugene, Malola. to all these towns are really hard to say. Yeah, uh, and then you know, and then us in Portland to even out in Seaside. And so when you have that many DJs spread out, but they're all part of one collective, your name gets out there really quick. Oh, Bend even. And all of a sudden, now people are like going, who is Hit Squad? What is it? And then they start seeing us everywhere, which is why if you see us hashtag, we are everywhere because we really were all over Oregon uh, easily. And then we start spreading into Utah. We actually have, we have members in Florida. We have members in AZ, California. Um, and then you really know that you're doing good when the haters start coming out of the woodwork. That's Absolutely. that's when you knew you've. Uh, and but but that's the thing it too. It also helped. We helped each other, but it also helped our legitimacy. So like when a guy that would just come up and ask you know to maybe do a night would get blown off, but once we say well, we're part of Hit Squad, then all of a sudden they would take a listen. They would go, oh okay, mm-hmm. well here let's let's see what you got to say. I I would say I, this has been said and. Well, not to me directly, but it's kind of hearsay from noise. But he, he was told, uh, you know, he he was given some respect by uh, uh, it was Wicked actually, and he said, "Oh yeah, yeah." And he gave him a lot of props and respect for how much this crew has done and different things within this community. And we've tried to keep somewhat true to the culture and at least keep that education amongst ourselves and to other people that ask about it, so that we're not disrespecting the DJ culture at all. And we are probably one of the few crews, again, that has covered more in the Northwest than... Oh, that beautiful little voice <laughs> yeah, was our was... DJ princess, Piper. Yeah, Piper Piper Ooh. decided to make an appearance. Dude, here we oh, go. What? Brought to you by Deschutes Pale Ale. Deschutes Pale Ale goes down easy, tastes amazing, straight from the Deschutes River. Deschutes... Deschutes is awesome. Actually, uh, I did the Deschutes about a month ago. Oh God, that actually really is good. I'm never, I'm never, good. I'm never ever disappointed by them. Black Butte, Black Butte Porter is my favorite. Black Butt, love it. Black Butte, yeah. Deschutes Black Butte. Oh okay, yeah. Yeah, it's a port, dude. It is like to me, it is the porter to drink. 
Have you have you been on the Deschutes River? I have not. Oh, that's unfortunate. That was t- the, dude, cryptic. Thank you. That's some tasty beer. That makes makes that Corona <laughs> toilet water now. Yeah. So we were actually prior to this, we were covering from, like you said, Seattle down to Monmouth, clear to from every we we carried covered. I believe. I'm trying to think we had about 11 or 12 consistent venues. Yeah. At least that's, that. Yeah. I mean, like the, the the place in Mammoth, right? Yeah. We had three in Salem. Yep. And, and then we had, yeah, so, and then we had Bar 15. Yeah. We, um, we had yeah. Splash. We had um, Barrel Room. Uh, I, I kind of say dirty, but dirty was on and off. It wasn't really official residency. Yeah, I, could, I would say with would... me, because I was doing, I was one of the original DJs that did Madhouse. So Hit Squad was represented at Madhouse, Madhouse Mondays, with um, Georgia Terrace. So uh, we were represented there, and that was a huge thing as well. I miss Madhouse. Man, I miss that. That was a good show. Yeah, so Madhouse in our community, that was kind of an industry night. Yeah. And yeah, anyways, Piper's in here crawling around the floor pulling cables out. So, uh, hey. You're like a little gremlin. Cute one, though. Yeah. What are you doing, sweetheart? Are you trying to get up here? Be careful. Don't spill the beer on the yeah. equipment. That's not a good idea. This so, girl is sore. Everybody, see, look, look at this face. Look, look at that face right there. See, see look at that face. <laughs> no one can say no to her. Not a single person. No. <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, Clint will be stepping on soon. Um, but yeah, no, uh, those are a lot of the downtown venues. But as far as just in our personal <laughs> collections that we managed and controlled, we had at least. Oh, hey, Switch is on board. Oh, Sorensen too. Jeff, what's Sewell up, did the Deschutes and then didn't call her after. <laughs> Typical Switch. Oh, Switch. We were I talking. Hey, Switch. So since you're listening to right now, we were talking about, uh, we thought a good point was just talk about the history of Hit Squad. How we got into it, the reasons we, we stayed into it. I can't remember Switch if if it was me and and Sewell came in at the same time. If I came in before Sewell, and then when did you come in? Was it after us or was it around the almost the same time? Because what I remember, well, that's that's all I can say. Uh, I know all three of us were really close. Really close. Yeah. I can't remember if he started before I did or right after me. Um, I know that we we all kind of went down with your brother at the same time. Um, yeah, and, uh, and don't forget about uh, Kent's came in way, uh, quite a bit afterwards. Yeah, it was a little bit afterwards, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we closed. We had uh, Hood River out in um, oh, I forgot Whis- about Whiskey it. Tango. I forgot about yeah, that Yeah, Whiskey place. Tango. Um, we actually had. We tried to run a night in Vancouver, downtown Vancouver at, at oh, yeah. Club Q. Club Q for a while. That, that, yeah, that didn't. So we covered that. We actually had Seaside. Uh, we yep. were clear out on the coast. Uh, we had um, El Malala, like I said, Wild Horse, uh, yeah. Oregon City downtown. Yep. Uh, Pioneer Pub. And yeah, that's, that's definitely over 11 places. Yeah, so we, as a crew and a collective of people in we, this market, we had like 12, 13 venues and a couple large. Oh, the Hainer, too. We had the Hainer, uh, too. Yeah, the Hainer was a small trial period. <laughs> yeah, we had that yeah, one. Not, not because of us. Let me put it that way. <laughs> yeah, was no. it because, let me put it. There is a lot. We are still here, okay? And most of the places that we have worked for were either – Run into the ground, 
or they de- they decided to go with a cheaper version of us and ran it into the ground. <laughs> yeah, no, it was crazy like that, especially when they, I mean, let's face it, they kind of pushed us out of downtown for a second. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and everybody that went in there, like we had a very... Like I said, the haters started coming out. Yeah, that's when we actually hit success, when people actually started actually coming after our gigs really hard. And we were pushed out of downtown quite a bit. So it was pretty interesting. Uh, we And everybody that followed after our guys that were in there actually didn't last very long. We actually had the longest running residencies. And it looks like Jeff's coming back with, he think it was 2014. Yeah. So then here we go. Sugar linked up with the hit squad. He brought me in to do some work on the turntables. That's right. Yes, and that's then, right. And then they both brought me down. Right, me and you brought in D, C, well, and, and Zach. Zach. Yeah, we all, all three of us kind of. Yeah, it was just that we were voted in before Zach was. That's yeah, the difference. Yeah, that's right. Zach was Got it. Thank you. That's right. Thank you. Thanks, Switch. Thank you. Shoot, I missed the first forty-seven minutes. Ah, you didn't miss a lot, <laughs> Ryan. Yeah, not uh, really, bro. Yeah, no. I mean, we're just we're 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 just going over the history of where we came from and uh, what this crew is about and where it's been. Um, honestly, we're just kind of stalling to see why the big guy hasn't walked into the door. Yeah, but the show, the big show, a.k.a. Sasquatch. He doesn't like that nickname, but I love it. I absolutely love it. We also had uh, the two. Uh, so we are actually part of another group that's more of an agency, Radio DJs. Oh, yeah. Well, you guys were. I wasn't. You never did Top Golf, did you? I never did Top Golf because that was during my burnt out time where I figured yeah, that uh, partying and doing drugs was more important. Oh, yeah way more and uh that's why i'm broke <laughs> that's why i'm broke so yeah we did uh <laughs> we did talk it wasn't worth and it and we are about we just shook hands and oh with dave and busters. dave and busters just got the contract just to do dave and busters son of a right biscuit before everything hit the wall it was crazy <sighs> and we uh yeah man what a they wanted us too. it was bad it's just one of uh low battery by the way might want to check on the we don't actually have a power cord to charge it so let me go get that. Uh, continue to talk about the corporate and how that's actually a very good point about how we've transitioned from bars and clubs to try to go corporate. Absolutely. So, so yeah, like he was saying, a lot of times we were we had done a lot of neighborhood bars and we still kept those underneath our underneath our cap, but we had moved into some of the larger organizations like Top Golf and Dave and Buster's was about to come down, and then our plans there we were going to move into. Uh, there's a, another organization called Bullwinkles. We had meetings set up with them. We had meetings set up. We were going after the very large accounts that were keeping us very busy. Um, I think they're looking at Facebook page. But um, so that went down. And unfortunately, when COVID came through, I was actually scheduled uh, to start that whole thing with Dave and Busters, which was quite unfortunate that we had to uh, move out of that. And then now... We are now doing streams, which streaming has been quite the undertaking. Um, we, again, the software that is used and the basis of this is OBS, which comes from the gaming world. And if you're not a gamer and you're a DJ, it's definitely not something that you even mess with until this comes about. But I personally, as soon as this hit, knew that we were going to have to be live and that we were going to have to do something. So I 
I studied really hard. I started getting on it, and I was trying to set up my own personal space at my at my place, which I live in a trailer, which isn't that big. It it's is not big. a trailer. It's an RV. It is an RV, and it's massive, actually. It's, <laughs> look, man, it's like the ultimate man cave. The cool thing about it is once you're <laughs> sick of it, you can just hitch it up and go somewhere else. It's I got to say, like, it it did really surprise me. I'm like, I was sick of this human. <laughs> I was like... I know. Well, I love Sewell, but let's just say his sense of feng shui and style isn't <laughs> isn't definitely fashion week <laughs> at, in Paris, okay, no. or New York. So I was expecting to see some hodgepodge crap, and this thing's all decked out to the oh, nines. I'm like, holy, super, super nice. It's so nice, and uh, you don't have to. And, and like you said, if I get tired of the view, I just move. It's awesome. And I mean, it's it's decked out. It's not really a thing. But as you can imagine, it doesn't have still a trailer though. No, it's still not like <laughs> it's still not it's still not a house. So like trying to build a little green. I, I was trying to build a studio in the end of that trailer. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, it'll get there. It'll get there eventually. Yeah, right. But then and then Clint just said, "How about I build one?" <laughs> yeah, and so and we're so, like, "Okay." So Clint got and excited, here we are. and then now we have this massive, beautiful. Although I'm gonna have to talk to the contractor about putting in here some fans because this is freaking ridiculous. Oh, it's so I'm, he's putting them by the door, but now they're super loud, so everybody has to hear the fans. <laughs> we'll work it out. Uh, we'll figure it out. Anyways, number one podcast today, and uh, thank you for getting in the chat room. We started, I guess, a little early, but I was told we were doing six to nine, but I guess we're doing seven to nine. I'm, I'm blaming. I'm blaming him, but it's all right. We I just follow him. We are testing it out. And you're the warm up, night. anyways. You're the warm up DJ. I'm so. always the fluffer, so it doesn't really matter. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of Finally. which, look at I got her fluffed up, and the big yeah, dude shows there up. He there he is. There he is. The guy. Do you want the sexy mic? This is kind of your I, station. It is my station, but it's good. All right. All right. What's happening, boys? How we do? Oh, we were stalling. We were stalling horribly for the last, like, ten minutes. I don't, I don't think it was horrible. It wasn't yeah, horrible. It was decent. It was decent. It's our first podcast. Come on now. Make some room. The big boy's <laughs> I here. Move the chicken chicken wing. Look at this. We're, like, almost out of the camera frame. I know. I'm going to have to lean over. I'm, like, clear on the corner to give this I got over. front and center. But, Thanks, guys. But technically, he should. Anyways. So. Yeah. So, sorry about the delay there. I mean, so, uh, what okay. up, Cadillac? Nice to meet you. Thanks for joining us. I'm glad to be here with you guys. That's that's for sure. Uh, if you guys are wondering where I was, taking care of some paperwork, man. Uh, Lawyer stuff. Yeah, paperwork. Damn. Ugh. You know, when you got to own your house and trying to refinance it and paperwork. I'm and good. I See, that's the thing. That's the beauty about renting. Kind of like, kind of like Seawell. It's just yeah, like I just you know, pay for I, the I, land underneath, but I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, I'm like I'm, I'm done with this place. Now I'm moving. So the stack of paper was like this: 145 pages or something, dude. That we had to go through. I nope. think I have one credit union I make a payment to, and that's about it. Lucky you guys. <laughs> it's true. No, that <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, that's what I do because my my car payment is also my bank, so it's great. Uh, I just take it automatically out of my account. It's beautiful. Oh, man, good to be here, guys. I appreciate you guys tuning in with us. I don't know what these guys have been talking about they can't even get the tv on behind them you know shit's happening everywhere i disappeared i I didn't know there's you know i mean i knew there was a tv behind us don't get me on that one i just didn't know it was supposed to be used yeah yeah yeah. okay anyway maybe if you were here in the beginning then (coughs) well let me let me rephrase this if i didn't take care of my paperwork none of this would be here for us to use yeah that's true that's true so So, thank thank uh, you for taking care of (laughs) touche touche you win on that one yeah Yeah, this time this time so uh, where we would give them your story, man. This okay. is DJ Clint. 
the, the first thing we went through, you know, we just trying to get people to know who we are and what we're, uh, what we've done so far. Gotcha. So, and, and how long have you done it? When did you st- start doing this DJ crap? Oh, I'm going to turn on our TV watch. Yeah, you're going to put me on the spot? Uh, <laughs> you wanted the center spot, so there you go. When did I start DJing? 94. Okay, so three years before me. 94. Okay. Started in a bowling alley. All right, cool. Southern California. Yeah. Really? Where I grew up, yeah. Okay. Which is where in SoCal, because I didn't... Uh, this is all new to me, too, people, so... Gotcha. So, Southern Tahunga, Pasadena. I say Pasadena when I say grew up, because everybody knows where Pasadena is, because of the right. Rose Bowl. Right. You know, that's the I, only reason people know where Pasadena is. Yeah, exactly. It's the only reason people know where Pasadena is if they don't live in California. Or you listen to the Beach Boys. Whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so, yeah, it's a little town called Sunland. It was Bowling Alley. That's where I started. Then we moved up here. Um, and I got a job in this bowling alley in the town of Molala. Spent a couple of years there before I hit the club scene in Portland. So Okay. So when did you, uh, when did you hit the club scene in Portland and what club were you working at? My first club in Portland, it was actually a bar, and it was 99, Wichita Pub in Oregon City. Wichita Pub. Yes. Oh, the memories of that place. Holy crap. I was there for, oh, man, three years, two and a half, three years. And then from there, I went downtown, did the whole downtown circuit, Banana Joe's. And did, you ever, did you ever DJ at the Mixer off of 99 there in, uh, in Tigard area? Uh, no, uh, it's funny you bring that up because Nate and I went there and checked that place out not that long ago before COVID oh, hit to get the, back in there. The little karaoke spot yeah, we went yeah, to? Yeah, Mixers. Yeah, yeah. They're Mixers. Tiger. Yeah. That place, another notorious place yeah. of debauchery. I, I do have to kind of give them props on like, we, we instantly knew it wasn't a place for our crew. No. But the, what they were doing and how it was set up is perfect for what they're doing. Yeah, like, it, it really is. It's a nice little karaoke bar. It is. It's, it's not, it's, it was like a nightclub. Or oh, <laughs> or attempted to be a nightclub. That's what. One. That's the thing. Like that and Wichita. It was just one of those places where there was always going to be women there. There was always going to be a fight. Yes. And you, there's going to always be way more overpouring than there should be. But it was. If you wanted to have an adventurous night, you would go there because well, you knew something would happen. Exactly. And then, like, I try to explain to people because if people currently know me or follow me now. I'm currently at Pioneer Pub in downtown Oregon City. I've been there almost six years, almost seven years now. Wow. Yeah, fuck, yeah almost seven crazy. years. Crazy. Um, when I was up at Wichita in Oregon City, it was Dr. John's where Pioneer Pub is currently. And that was a competition for us, was Wichita and Dr. John's. You I went said, to Just a second. So in my knowledge of Dr. John's, that was a sex toy store. What was Dr. John's here? It was just another bar. Oh, okay, uh, that's it's new to me. So okay. I mean, there was a chain of those in Utah. <laughs> yeah. It must be a Utah thing. Because <laughs> and I was like, so the sex toy okay. store was a competition for the bar. That's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> what were they doing I'm in that Oregon? So weird. <laughs> yeah. So back in like I said early two thousands, uh, Wichita, Doctor John's, and then we could get into Jen's. Uh, was right there. Um, then we went across the street from Wichita. There was, oh, man, what was it called? It's still there today. Uh, next to the subway. subway oh, Rotters. Oh, Rotters. Rotters. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was Wichita, Rotters, Jen's, and then the little Chinese restaurant used to be called Chang, not Chang's. Uh, well, man, I'm losing my mind. Sorry, guys. Anyway, there was four of them right there, and then you could bounce between all four of those bars, clubs, and then, or you could go down the hill to downtown Oregon City to Dr. John's, which is now Pioneer Pub. Okay. So I guess if you really want to say I've been in Oregon City almost 10 years now. Yeah, I mean. And then I ran the whole circuit out here in Malala, where I live now, for 10 or 11 years, too. Right. 
White Horse Pub, or the White Horse, uh, was there almost seven years. And then Wild Horses? The, the Long Branch, the Wild Horse, uh, the River. All the same building? Sa- same building, yeah. Same building. Different names. Three different names, five different owners. And I've managed to hold on to that place through <laughs> all that. <laughs> that says a lot. Because remember when I had the, uh, the place off of St. John's Creek? Yeah. And I got fired from there. What was that? Glen Glendevere? Glendevere? Or Glen Glendover. Or was it? Down Glendover. Johnson? Yeah. Whatever that was. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That was a nightmare. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know if I'm uh, as smart as your television. Like, I hold the little button that looked like a power button, and nothing came up. That's the eye for the front of that. That's the All eye right. for the room. Well, I'm going to jump out of here. This show is not about me. Glad uh, you guys can get to know me a little bit. But I am going to bring in Suge. He has a whole case of records that he wants to get through. Okay. That has been uh, kept sealed, actually, um, at Barracuda. Remember Barracudas? Oh, yes. That's he cool. was, so this is the crate that he was telling that Toasty yes, gave him. This is a crate that yeah. DJ Toasty gave to him that Toasty took with him when Barracuda closed. Uh, I think it closed in 2012, but I don't that think... sounds about right. I think it was somewhere around there. Let's go through the history of Barracuda. We had... There before Barracuda was Banana... Banana Joe's. Banana so I Joe's. played in the boat at Banana Joe's, and then it went to... <laughs> <laughs> yes, the boat on the main stage. Oh, it was a horrible DJ booth. It, it was, was so... Uh, it, was it was a real boat. It literally it was. was a real boat. It was a they real... Cut, like, they, they cut it in half. Drift boat. It was yeah. a drift boat. Cut in half. Like, literally, in half. And it was so small. You like you felt like you were pigeon-toed into the boot. It was awful. Horrible. Awful. And then it was... I don't know anything before Banana Joe's, so... I don't know anything before that either. I mean... Maybe somebody can comment who knows Portland. I don't know. Because I was during uh, that time, I was across the street of Birdside. I was doing Bar 71 in 2000. Bar 71 was dope, though, too. Yeah. So, I, I was mean, doing Bar 71, and then I was doing – and then that's when Banana Joe's was going on. And yeah. then uh, McFadden's was where yes. Jones was. Yes. Then you had Dixie's before Dixie's was a Cobalt Lounge, before Barrel Room was Paula. Dirty was a Chinese restaurant. It was not even <laughs> – It wasn't even uh, a nightclub. Uh, before – before uh, Shake was Couture, Couture. Couture was actually a Chinese restaurant. What was uh, since we're, we know downtown Nate here? He I was at Canyon Inn at uh, Salt Lake City up in the Canyon, <laughs> and uh, uh, it was a Tuesday night. And yeah. I was playing with my boy Che, and it was like the hottest night. Like it was hot. so so right. hot, and like yeah. Uh, what up, it, Jack? It Good to see you in the chat room, man. Hey, Jack. Uh, we're talking about old time downtown. Old Speaking town. of which, that dude. From, that dude from wait, wait, Jack's from Newburgh, right? No. Newburgh. Yes. yes. I remember when he called me and Shug up and said, "Look, is there any place we can spin at?" And we're yeah. like, "Well, you can come. You can try Dirty." Yeah, so, exactly. Because actually, what a lot of people don't know is that the the back room, aka spin the room. spin room, was actually an indoor smoking lounge. Yes. yes. And uh, me and Shug opened that up. And uh, then we got shut down the first night because we were over capacity due to the fact that uh, Chris Linehan did not put in a fire sprinkling system in that room. Yeah. So we had to literally kick everybody out of the so, room. So back to where I was going for interview, like Nate here. I don't want to push him out of the conversation. Oh, it's totally fine. But what was that? I don't remember the name. It was 11th or 12th in Burnside, three floors. What was that called? 11th or 12th in Burnside. Was that Aura? Yes, uh, before it was Aura. Yeah, it was I, Aura. I only re- so you're thinking Aura, and then it was the the yeah, Caleb room, and then you had uh, the Aura start had with like a second level the th- 
the, it was called the ca- camel room because they had a giant camel in there. Cool. I just camel. remember it three levels. And it was like you start, walked down. And then the third level was started with an S. I like just remember the, sh- the Shaz or something, something Arabic type or like Middle Eastern type thing, yeah, because I, I, that's what it was. That kind of a theme is like Arabian Nights type vibe in there. Yeah. So we got frequency over here now. He's he's jumping in on, on the chat with the Portland nightlife in the early 2000s. It was crazy times for Portland. 2000s, uh, oh, 2010, 2015, awesome. probably the best nightlife I've ever encountered in, in my life from 2000 to 2010. Yes, for sure. And yeah, I mean, and yeah. that's just me being in and out of downtown, holding down Oregon City. Because you, you, you also know, had you had twelve oh one still. You had red. Uh, you had the red door still. Uh, you had Stefano's, and then it became Betty Ford's. Um, and then you had, um, you had, and then you had the Voodoo Lounge. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and it, then you had the Ohm, which is now Whiskey Bar. It's just crazy. I mean, and then you had uh H two O. Seawell uh, Sorensen's there. Yeah, good to see you, Jeffrey. Thanks for tuning in, man. I know this is a Tuesday night. Uh, we got to pay attention to the chat because that's really what's happening here. We're, we got a Jeff. Yeah, what's up, buddy? You need to get out here and join us. That's for sure. EDM era. That is definitely true. It was definitely an EDM because you also had hey. re, re, you had Red Sea still too, which was doing all. I don't know if it was a full EDM era though, because I mean, I was still doing what I do now, which is top 40 hip hop, but it was more, now we call them throwbacks because nineties hip hop was still relevant then. Oh, what's up Woods? What What up Woody? Good to see you. So, uh, you know, it's just, I don't know. Well, I mean, I I could say like the B complex and, uh, all those places, hollow scene, everything on the East, on the East bank was all doing underground raves and stuff like that. And North and also off of North Portland. So like that stuff was going on still. And, um, like I said, the spin room, me and my brother, were all, we were all playing pretty much all house or top dance music. Well, that was the EDM. Yeah, that was the EDM room. house. Portland. House. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah, because 1201 shut down around 2002, 2003, and then there was really no other place to go except the Greek with us. Or I was pretty, And that wasn't really – we didn't play a lot. We played mostly hip-hop well, in top Ohm 40. Ohm and Whiskey were doing – Yeah, Ohm and Whiskey. Yeah, the, you know what? That, they – they true shows shows they were doing actually shows this is portland history man come on over man <laughs> this is not salt lake city history i could kill it on that one but this one i like i gotta pull out of the well, jeopardy if, game it's well you know the way you lied before we wouldn't know if you're telling the truth or not so uh, well everybody welcome welcome to the sugar oh the, the hit squad lounge here huh dj sugar and nate is still trying to like Screw with my TV back there. Why oh, don't got- you just be a nice guy and tell him how to turn it on? Just the hold the power it. button. It's not that hard. Oh, look. Oh, I saw it, oh, it just came oh, out. Oh, it okay. takes a while. It's old. Like the rest it, of us. I want to know real quick. Is uh, Jack still in the chat room right now? Jack. Jack give me a little thumbs oh, up or say, happening? I'm in here. I have, I have a question to ask Jack. Because uh, Jack why was a witness to. Uh, just got it off and on. He was in one of the rooms with us here, either the Facebook page or the Twitch page. And uh, I want to clarify <laughs> something as we have. Good, jo- good job, there, Sewell. There he is. There Thanks, he is. buddy. Yay. Thanks, buddy. Sewell, can you me Jack, up, Jack can, is still can here. Can you bring up the box for a second? The Creator Records. Here it comes. So, this is Sugar's Creator Records. So, Jack, you were there that afternoon when you got your box, and this is my box. I have yet to touch this or open this up. I, I roughly remember about you when you were back there, but like, I left that club like 2009, 
maybe maybe okay, so early 2010, but 2012 the club closed and I was gone and Toasty hits you up, hits me up, and we meet him in a parking lot, and he says, "Hey, by the way, I got this box for you of, of records from Barracuda when it closed," and I'm all <laughs> counting in my hand. Wait, wait, Barracuda closed in 2012. It's 2020. Right, eight so. years later. <laughs> I appreciate that I got it back, by the way. But uh, for sure, I'm curious to see what, what's yeah, in here. Yeah, open this sucker up. Let's you know, go. But let's. Uh, I'm going to give a big shout out here to my buddy Knock down in Sacramento, man. He is. Uh, oh, what's up, big buddy Knock? He's a great dude. If you guys are in Sacramento, make sure you you look this dude up on Twitch, Facebook, okay, wherever he's at. He's a good dude. I got a question uh, for him. Is is it just me? Because I drove through Sacramento once, and I swear to God, it, it is the longest stretched out city in the entire United States. I don't know, dude. I mean, I've only been Sacramento a couple times in my life. One time I was there, I specifically were coming back from Nam, Nam trip. I don't know, whatever Nam trip it was. Right. We drove down with DJ Kevin Lee, DJ Noise, Kevin my Lee, C, myself, uh, another guy. I don't remember who it was. Last thing I told Kevin, because he took over from drive-in, I says, when we go through San Francisco, don't get screwed and take the left-hand lane. We'll end up in Sacramento on I-5. I pass out, and I'm going, whatever. I wake up, and what do I see? The Raiders station. The Raiders field. You know what I'm saying? It's like, dude, you got in the left-hand lane, and so we went off to Sacramento. Sacramento slash Oakland, yeah. Yeah, dude. It was a long journey back to I-5, let me tell you. (laughs) Uh, all right. Yes, Kippy. No music tonight, man. Um, we're 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 doing this podcasting, man. So we, uh, we're doing these twice a month now. Uh, once a month to start. See oh. how once a month, okay. first Tuesday of every month, uh, just to see how things go. We uh, are doing just for. Uh, we are actually going to be doing our normal Twitch Tuesdays yes. next Tuesday, yes. and we actually have uh, Slim Kid Trey Trey Hartson from Farside. He'll he'll be joining us, and we also have back Physicali. Uh, oh. And nice. Linus, his partner. So the original lineup that was supposed to be here on the Tuesday, we shut down because of fires. Right. I've rescheduled all of those same yes. guys to come back. Excellent. So, so, so once again, someone from Farside is going to be in our studio. Correct. Correct. Nice. Trey Hartson. All right, guys. Good old Sacktown. Yes. Yes, Knock. Good Tom. Let's let all Sugar right. open this crate of records and dig through roll? here. Can we actually have a drum roll noise? Uh, yeah, we can do that. But... Uh, so I'm going to bounce out for a little bit. I'm going to let these two guys take over so they can go through this creator records and they can talk about it. All righty. Um, I'm going to take a guess right now. 2008, you said this was? 2009. 2009, 8, was, this yeah. was your go-to crate? This, this is one of them that I had when Serato was, I barely was using Serato back and forth. And so I always had a bucket of records ready to go as Serato may not work for me. Gotcha. So somewhere in the, I'm going to say, I don't know if they're so, going to go. Somewhere in there, there's Sandstorm? <laughs> there better be sandstorm in here. Oh God, you have uh, sandstorm. So I want to say, that somewhere in this crate, there's gonna be probably in the club by Fifty Cents. Oh, just my assumption. I would say maybe on a compilation, I, okay. but not on a single. Well, no, exactly. But knowing what I had back then, right. They were all compilations. I'm going to say there's definitely some Missy misdemeanor in there. Uh, there's definitely some Missy Ellie. I'm going to say there. some gossip folks are definitely in there. Ooh, I don't know. Take okay. away, guys. I'm going to bounce out. All right. All right, I'll see good. you guys soon. I'm going to switch headphones. All right. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. All right. I'll slide this over. All right. <laughs> uh, well, the first record 
is uh, oh my God. Eddie Murphy. We got an Eddie Murphy uh, <laughs> album here. The whole album. The, uh, the, and, and, and guess what? In the back of it, I'm going to flip over. The only one I have set for a BPM is Party All the Time. Because that's the only song you ever played off the album. <laughs> and even then, you didn't really play it. So the first record in this box was some Eddie Murphy. This is interesting. Oh. Oh, like, actually, that's uh, my record. No, this is mine. We no, both, that, we double, did we both get the same one? We he likes to steal my records sometimes before I play you them. You want to go ahead and tell them about this one? Before I play. Yeah. Okay, so. Well, go ahead and show it. Yeah, this record right here, uh, JJ uh, Flores and Steve Smooth. This was like probably, I want to say 50% of uh, Bad Boy Bill's, well, maybe not 50%, but at least 25% of Bad Boy Bill's Behind the Decks. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite not only videos to watch, like uh, video music to watch, but also just to listen to. It's just really good Chicago house. So, All right, let's move on here. Oh, he said 50 Cent. We got 50 Cent. Sugar in the club. Wow. Sugar in we the club. It, Clint. It's a house, it's a house, house mix version. of... <laughs> Of diff- it's three different house mixes of 50 is, Cent Is that the Spin the Spin club. Sugar mixed with In the Club? Is I, that what I that is? Spin, what that spin hey. I think that one is. Yeah. That's Wait. funny. What? I told wow, you that record you would be. It. I told you that record would be in there somewhere. I think it is. It's. I think it's Sneaker Pit Spin Spin Sugar mixed with 50 Cent in the club. It's still in the club though, right? With 50 it, Cent. Yes, it's those songs. Thank you. Kirby's. Jack is saying, "I'm gonna pull out a Prince record. We'll see." Okay. Uh, look at this. I'll let my brother introduce this one. Oh, I O Rapture. So wow. this definitely must have been the 2008. Like. Yeah. Nine. Like this was yeah. like my go-to like house set. Dude. You know. Yeah. EDM was. Oh, hey, spin, spin, sugar. sugar. There the it original is. record right there. God. Spin, and you know what? Spin. Sugar. It's almost impossible to find that version. It's not. It's uh, at least I'm gonna so, find it. Let me double check this. Which it? Okay. So this. I don't remember that okay. one. I mean, I remember the record I used label. To do, and this was basically when I got back from L.A. I got into Latin house. And DJ Linwood introduced me to some of this stuff. So I've kept all this. I've, the original time I got some of this was like in 97. Okay. And it's still my great Latin house. Oh, hey, Jack, you are correct. Nice. We have a compilation, House Party. It's uh, P- Kiss. Kiss, Pop, Pop Life. Life. I Want to Be Your Lover. Is that is that, uh, is that what I think it is? That old night today the... Uh, LaBouche or no 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 this is all print songs oh no look at the condition of it though <laughs> if anyone could see this that's go, go, go a little closer show them the camera go up there so this is what happens heat and records <laughs> see if you can pull back uh, that's not smooth you guys see the warp in that thing that is <laughs> Oh, so uh, I, I guess that's, I won't be that's going re- up on the replaying wall. this Prince record here. I mean, okay, well, actually, there's an old trick that pe- uh, some people don't know. So what you do is you get two pieces of glass, okay? You put a towel over. You put the record in between the two pieces of glass. You put a towel over the glass, and then you put an iron on top of the towel. And at a very low setting, and you just watch it, and the glass will naturally press it back down. Now, you will lose a little bit of sound clarity, but that is, a, that is a way to save your record if you really, really need to. Back. All right, let's get into this some more. All right, so this was definitely a go-to back oh, then. Oh, Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapons, and every one of these is a mashup. Every single one of them. Yeah, and this definitely, when I was back in Vegas coming back, 
everything was a mashup in Vegas. Yeah, that's because you had uh, DJ P and um, AM, AMP, and uh, what's his name? Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and move on. So I got some more house records here. I got Timberland Soldier House Boy Mix. Boy versus Britney Spears and the Bloodhound Game. Holy crap. <laughs> Somebody was uh, oh, my brother used to love take. We both had triple records of it. Maybe oh, La Disco, Shiny Toy Guns. Everybody loved this song. And if you didn't know, they actually did a really, really good verse, uh, cover of uh, Major Tom. Oh, now this was a go-to back in the day. Uh, no, we're, no, no, we're, we're talking about the mashup era. Yeah, like, the mashup era. We got Cryptic in the back no. of the studio asking us questions about, wait, because wait, wait, wait. There's a DJP record here or Z-Trip? Let me see I do it. have a Z-Trip. I showed you the Z-Trip one that's signed. It's signed, yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know, look you, at this. We just keep finding more house. This Marvin is all Gay, Marvin Gaye. House versions. All house versions of Marvin Gaye. Yeah. Wow, wow it's I, a double album, too. Oh, yeah. It's, nice. So Speaking if you like which, Marvin Gaye still, you can't help it. Add some good house beats to it and not ruining it. No, no, it's li- it was like almost made for it. Uh, okay. Domination back to s- back to <laughs> dude. This one. So this one is a. This is the freakazoid <laughs> here. <laughs> During his dungeon this is days. Back to the sexy. It's Justin Timberlake. Also featured with this like really dark industrial sound. And just make it re- Justin sound like an S&M artist. I want my sexy back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. Hey, it sounds like you guys need to start uh, ripping all those <laughs> yeah. digitally so you can play them. You hear Cryptic right there? He says, we better put this uh, yeah, that's official MP2. Buckethead. Here's Buckethead 12-inch right here. Great house music. Oh. Oh. Back to remixes and, and Daft uh, Punk versus Prince, Prince. and Wyclef Jean around the uh, world. Yes, I know that album. That's um, such a good one. Fat Boy by El Segundo and Afro once again. Man, uh, that is some good, that's some good stuff. Now this is gonna be my bro- my brother and I almost nightmares, but also like thank you so much sometimes during these moments pulling out a mix factor. Some of you guys out there got those mix factors on the CDs. Uh, and then for us vinyl DJs, man, we were like, oh, cool. And then sometimes we're like, oh, what is this song? What are we going to do with Dance Nation Sunshine? Yeah. No. Because, um, they, yeah, they, pull, they put in some Euro crap in there that was just like. <laughs> this is another thing that I couldn't do. I never could play the best of 2001 melody on one side. I guess some people would call this the pee break. That's the pee break. Now, if anyone, what are you talking about? There are certain songs out there that we know as DJs that you, when you're playing them, and if you're a DJ, you know that that DJ is, flip through more is, mix, is taking mix a pee. Mix factor, mix factor. But question is, is how many of those did you buy only for one track? Oh, yeah. God. I have to say that. <laughs> so, so we talked about this earlier. And, uh, and it si- wasn't like a regular single where it was $6. You, you no. were $20 for $20 that record and uh, for one song. And I, yeah, and I was telling people <laughs> that sometimes you drop a bill easily at the record store. First of all, like uh, Take Platinum Records, downtown Portland, we knew that they would come in with their new shipment every Thursday. So there would be a line out the door to get a listening station. You grab a huge stack of records, and sometimes you would spend three or four hours in that place and not find anything. And then sometimes he would just find gold. Wait a second. So I've got to ask, well, ask Kippy Ran in the chat room. He's saying there was no mix factor in CD, which I always thought there was, because on all the other services, there was. And I got another thing for Kippy. 
Was it on Tuesdays, the new record day no, at Platinum? It was Thursday. Kippy, come on, my Platinum. I, I mean, Tuesdays. Tuesdays, because I remember going yeah, to All About Music on every all right, well, Tuesdays. At least I got the day started with the T, whatever. <laughs> yeah, so it was Tuesdays. I was going to call you, you out Kippy. on that. You so. know what? Stay in Seattle. Don't come down here to Portland since you say yeah, we're so. homeless. Tuesdays Hippies. were the day. I mean, unlike today's music, when it can come out at midnight at any time, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. We had to wait till Tuesdays to get the records. So, so wait, wait, wait. hold, hold on. So how, how many of you guys, and Kippy would remember this, right. were part of the special DJ crews that had records pulled aside for them and stuck oh. back in the office just for them to check out oh. and yes. buy? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, see, I, there, was <laughs> also, there was also a, di- a higher level, which is if you're really in tight, you actually got to go upstairs. Yeah. Which I never got to. I got. I was. I was at the. You've never been upstairs to Platinum. I have now that they had the mix lab up mix there. Lab. Before uh, that, you've never. No. Been, never. That was never allowed up there. Never up wow. No, no. No, neither was Even I. But that was the first time I was allowed up there. Is that when they opened yeah, that up for the mix lab? And your jaw just drops. Y- yeah. <laughs> it's like whole. Oh, it's like so, going to a library, but realizing there it's all records and not books. <laughs> it's insane. And then the other thing too is, but I was at that that echelon uh, cryptic where I could. That Scotty would pull records for me and keep oh, yeah. them in the office. Scotty was awesome. Yeah, Jeff. If you brought him a cookie, he might let you do it. Jeff, old man Jeff, aka aka Grumpy, Grump, Grumpy Cat. Grumpy or DJ Control is his DJ name. Yes. yes. Which hey, hey, let's give credit where credit's due. He was one of the first and best Z100 DJ on a Saturday night that mix show. Dude. Props to Control for holding it down here in Portland and Seattle where he started, man. Yeah, no. Dude, that guy's got some stories. Dude. Oh, yeah. yes, he does. He's got yeah, some he awesome stories. Some stuff on me. In Vancouver, I had this club called Spectrum. I was like, whoa, uh, whoa. Like, what? Yeah. I, I remember when he uh, pulled out the uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot Swass album and said, hey, check this out, and looks on the back, and he's mentioned on the back of the yes. Swass album is being yes, dude. That's what I'm for, talking the, about. for the thank yous. So a little quick update here. <laughs> In the chat room on Facebook is DJ Rosie as a hit squad DJ. And yes, upstairs is where all the nego- negotiation d- is done for all the QSC and all the merch stuff is done upstairs. And I have been up there during deals. So yes, Rosie, you are true. Upstairs is where all the negotiation is done between Scotty and Ollie. Ali. Oh, yeah. Don't forget, we forgot to mention the FX up front and the Quest as well as downtown. We're, we're which is, all, well, yeah, those are all East Clubs, but that's, it is what it is. So. <laughs> I spun there too, man. Yeah, so I'm sorry. I have to say that <laughs> leaving this at, at, at Barracudas, I can see they kept it too, because all these mix factors, there's so many mix oh, factors in here that you could easily just like, you need a track. So, like, but, but bringing this up today, though, if you got a DJ today that plays in Portland, downtown, yes. okay. how many could pull this crate out and actually mix with them mm. currently? Who's downtown that we all know? Well, I mean, before COVID? <laughs> well, correct. Before COVID. Yeah. I mean, I could say I would say Jack would be able to. Yeah, Jack could. Jack um, could. Wicked could. Definitely. Well, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. What is it? He's a DJ account. Yeah, 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 yeah. W- Wicked, definitely. We all know yeah. Wicked in Portland. Um, I wouldn't say anybody. Sosa, nope, nope, not Sosa. Sosa no. CDs. Mafia. Mafia. Mafia definitely Mafia. could. Okay. Good, but, good yeah. call. But see, I was thinking. Uh, like, Mafia is also known as DJ Tony. He's or, talking or about Tony. Like right now, like right now. That's A1, what I'm saying. A one in Delhi. Right now, we're currently DJing None. downtown Portland. They they couldn't do it. Could A- they go through my records and go here, play the night? No, no. No. no, I don't think there's anybody. Mike, 
Mike Mike B might be able to. Mike Mikey B. Mikey B. Mikey Mikey B could do it. Uh, if Epps had to do it, he could probably do it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Cryptic could. Oh, well, obviously. Yeah. Switch, you're switch forgetting me, lit. man. You're, I'm in here. I got you, baby. Jack's I got like you. gigahertz. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You said gigahertz? Uh, I remember him being the first one to giant a giant tower at level nightclub and downstairs with a giant tower or H two O. And then Kippy's like evil one. Yeah, he yes. can, but he's not. He's you. a club owner, but he's not a rotating. He is a rotating. No, he is a rotating because he, he, he would rotate his own night in his yeah, own spot. You, which okay, why, why wouldn't you? True, <laughs> Kippy, you're being, you're being sarcastic, Zach, all day. <laughs> Kins. Problem solver oh. doesn't know how to even drop a record on the correct track, let alone <laughs> how to cue <God>. it. <laughs> Damn! Shots fired, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, man. But Jack, yeah, that, that that makes me laugh because I definitely never forget certain P- DJs when they first see me or the first time I meet them. And Gigahertz is coming over. Hey, man, I need to put my tower here and my mouse, and I'm gonna DJ. Wait, right? who was the guy that only spun with one re- with one turntable and he just kept doing doubles? It was Death uh, Death Touch, wasn't it? Because de- there was a group could, of guys could death touch that you definitely do, did do vinyl, but, but uh, he's not current. But he's not, not current. current. Yeah, so there you go. Azim could. could what? Azim could. Azim could. Azim could. K- Kippy's like question for DJ. all you. What is Scott and all these DJs' names? Oh, oh, I, oh I remember. Oh. I, I don't even know Ollie was a DJ, but he yeah. But I remember Scott, but I don't remember his name. I can't remember. I know where I remember first hearing him was at FX up front. But I can't. I couldn't tell you what what is. Uh, and Me- then Kip- Melo C. Melo C. could do it too. And then here comes Kippy out of Seattle. He's like, "Yeah, we got George and Melo C. can spin on vinyl. Yes, they can because they're That's old heads. They started because like, <laughs> they're, they're old heads like us. Yeah, they're old. George is old as dirt. I'm not even gonna get. George has to be over sixty. I mean, may- be. maybe Scott, somebody he, can comment. The, you he's know? in his sixties. Yeah, easily. <laughs> Scott was at FX. Yes, he was, Jack. Yes, Scott was at FX. But wh- what okay, so d- what was his name? What, what were was their his names? DJ names, Jack? Because I know it. I I don't remember. I don't. I, I once he think, says it. Right, once anyone he, in the chat room know? Once he oh, says it. Said it. DJ Dream Scott. Scott was DJ Dream. Okay. And Ollie, Ollie King of Rock. King, King of Rick. King of Rick. King of Rock. King of, oh yeah. King of Rock. I don't know. Those are awful. <laughs> but DJ Dream. No, no. I don't know how many times I'd hear that on the on the FX like. Z100, the wet t-shirt contest this Thursday in DJ Dream. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, don't go me wrong. <laughs> I went to those religiously. <laughs> Absolutely. Freaking and Scott was phenomenal. Yes. So. Hey, if hey. I, I could throw him in any club right now and give him the right things in front of him, just let him go through it, he can kill it. Uh, every one of these old yeah. guys we're talking about will hey, kill. S- speaking of radio DJs, anybody yeah. remember uh, Reckless? Oh, of course. Reckless. Of course. <laughs> I've, I, have to I haven't there. heard him play in a while, so I don't know what he's uh, doing. He went, he I think went, he's he gone found, he the found, family. He found, family Jesus he found Jesus and Donald Trump. And yeah. so and there's, there you have let, it. Let's, let's, let's just stop no, until you're going to stop. I thought right we weren't going to go no, political that, here. No, that's what I'm saying. Let's <laughs> move back. I'm going to move back and say that easily reckless could be a Red Bull champion in the world. But he but he pulled uh, back and didn't st- keep doing it. Like, oh, you're talking about if he would have kept going from the, from the beginning? Yeah, just kept going. Oh, yeah. He was the only guy that I could see 
visually do what a lot of us do with the computer. He would do with three turntables in the studio at, at Jammin' all the time. I'd go it's with true. him to the studio, and then we'd do it in public sometimes. He's rocking well, three turntables and looping this and now, sampling. Now, what did you what do you figure about? Because people used to compare KM against Juggernaut a lot too. Jug, Jug, Jug could not. Jug would bow down to Reckless about that because Re- Jug was. But a then scratch. we got about. But Jug, what about Jug, Jug's a great scratcher. <laughs> Jug is good, but what about OG One though too? Oh. Oh god! The man that's I, still current and killing it, and I know. basically has the job we all kind of wish we oh, had. Yeah. I wish I was a Blazer DJ. <laughs> I, oh, I, I wish I had a Michael. That. I wish I had a Michael Jordan sponsorship. Quincy, yes, Gibby Quincy, yeah. You know, I mean, they're. I mean, we're we're digging old dudes out of their. We're bringing a lot of old old, <laughs> dudes out. <laughs> old guys out of the old crate here. So we're we're bringing old guys out of the crate. There we yeah, go. Yeah, exactly. So it, it, it's good talk, though. I mean, it just tells you how long we've all been in Portland, though. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and a lot of people don't realize. I mean, I've been to Portland, but I've been so out of downtown. Yeah. You know, the, like, and that's the thing too is like, uh, we got tired of it. Even the hits club, we got tired of like, oh well, if you guys aren't downtown, then you're not relevant. And that's why we were so. I, I think why Hit Squad did so well because we kind of said, you know what? We don't and need downtown. We don't need downtown, and we proved it. And we started going. We started catering to our crowds and said, look, you don't have to drive nah. 25, 30 minutes to go downtown nah. and then uh-huh. deal with all that crap. Where's your, oh, where's your, oh, you live in OC? Cool. We got a spot for you in OC. Or where do you live? Oh, you live in, you know, yeah. you live in Malala? Cool. There's a spot there. Exactly. We, you know, so we created places that were closer to home. And I think that's, and that's why people really kind of vibe to us. Exactly. You know, and it's funny because I know I personally had talks with guys downtown, some of the new cats, and they asked me, why, why aren't, why am I no longer downtown? And I explained to them, it's like before COVID, there was only a handful of people making what we make downtown yeah. oh yeah you that, know what i'm saying so yeah. and, 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 and and the new guys would go like you're getting that how much there really it's like yeah dude you guys need to hit up the suburbs and out get out of downtown there's no money here you know and the, well i mean but, the, we could also <laughs> that's a whole other topic that's yeah, a whole other topic another, we will talk about dj rights that's a great topic yeah. we'll let, talk about uh, that let later. me finish this last part yes car- okay. carry on so if some of you follow this guy me DJ Sugar, I kind of always pull stuff out besides the top 40, the regular go-tos. I have lime and a coconut right here. The artist that's saying. <laughs> the original The one? original. Not the Tiger remix? No, this is the original right here. This wow. guy. And I, and I just have it in this box. Like, oh, wait. You know what I need tonight? I need a lime and a coconut. He would, <laughs> he would purposely. I swear to God. There are times that you would purposely torture me. When we were at the Greek, and you would put something down, and he would he put it down, give me this grin, play it, and then be like, "I'm gonna prove to you that I can make these people dance to it." And I'd be like, "What the f- are you doing?" And they would do it, and I just I just walk away, I'm like I'm going to the bar, like I just because I would stress out, <laughs> I would stress out so bad, like you're going uh, to kill our reputation. Oh, uh, see what else have we got here? Uh, run, Robin, run. Uh, so no, fly, Robin, fly. <laughs> Silver Connection, right here. So is that Steppenwolf? No, this is all '70s music. This is like, oh, okay. I thought I said Steppenwolf. I was like, it's a, gr- it's like a old '70s. Mel- and speaking of that, then I have all these oh. old '70s ones. Like this one's he got. Used to, there's another one that's got uh, George, George Duke, Clinton, George Clinton, uh, on the Stevie Wonder. Uh, let's see what else. George Clinton, Funkadelo Sykes. Oh, here, this is good, fun stuff. Best of Barbie Brown. Yeah, it's that's a good two, one. Two Don't of his hits cruel. here. Two of his Aroni. Oh. Tenderoni? Yeah. Rock with ya. Rock with ya. Don't be cruel. Girl, I'll never be that cruel to you. 
And that's no, no, no. Oh, there he goes. Parliament. Oh, there we mother go. Ship. Oh, on the mothership. This, Connection. I have no idea what this beautiful colored record is. Ah, we should just I, play I, that. I, I, I it was on the front of that, though. Oh, wait, rapper's, rapper's Delight? Delight? No way. One side's a Rapper's Delight. The other one, I can't remember. It says limited Maybe edition, too. That just needs to get framed and put up there in that the studio. That must have been a promo or something, dude. First of all, it should be played and then <laughs> framed. We can hang that behind us. We should. There it is. See? There. Yeah. It's done and done. <laughs> yeah. Man, crazy. Oh, man. Wow. Sad that the only one that was damaged was the Prince record, though. Was there a Prince re record? Yep. I, I missed that. I was taking it, care of some other yeah. stuff. So, yeah. It Prince. is so warped. <laughs> it's really bad. But, like I said, you Speaking of Prince, so, I mean, I mean, you guys don't know how much I dig. Well, some, some people do. Just got a dope remix of Prince. So Which, which song? So many uh, Purple Rain. Ooh. Oh, ouch. That is horrible. <laughs> yeah. People probably can't see it. My brother, we tried to pull the camera earlier. You know what's really horrible? <laughs> Is that uh, I have a 12-inch original of uh, One Nation Under a Groove signed by George Clinton. Oh wow! And when uh, my brother moved me, he cracked it, so it's it's not got a crack. So, oh. it's so, so JV is asking, you guys need to do a night of playing this Creative Records. I don't know how many would actually play. Uh, oh, that's true. Oh, actual play. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's a good question. Yeah, I because mean, I, I mean that one's warped, but you know we'll have to see what else. They're is also not dirty. Warped, it would literally take probably like at least a day to clean. Cryptic's great clean at cleaning up. records. Really, <laughs> I think yes. I think we just uh, found uh, uh, <laughs> a job for Cryptic, and he but is currently jobless. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm looking. I'm looking. <laughs> well, wait, <laughs> we're all jobless. So look no uh, further. Hey, but uh, yeah. I I did mention we should just go grab a bunch of those crates up here and uh, just just it, do a night of playing random records, you know, and yeah. And and put our skills to the test. Yeah. Steve, you kind of saw it that one night. My brother and I did. We just went went back there and we started grabbing stuff out of the yeah. tubs. Skippy, <laughs> I know you're you're jocking your jaw. I could play them all. Oh, man, king of vinyl. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> he hey. came down. Okay, so Kip, so Kippy came down to the studio one time. Mm -hmm. He brought like 30 records. That's all he played because he was done. He didn't bring anything else with him. Didn't bring his computer. Didn't do anything. He played 30-second records. And he was 100% sober. Uh, bullshit. He was falling, almost fell down the stairs. I know. So, I was, that was my sarcasm. <laughs> and, I know, exactly. So long story short, he brings his 30 stacks, and he was done. He's like, I'm done. I'm out. It was like, we're still streaming. Yeah. Don't care. Bye. Kibby's a good dude, though, man. Kibby's a great guy. But we are. And, and also a great DJ. We don't love you if we don't yes. give you crap. Yes. Kip, come back up here, and I'll play some breaks with you. Oh, that would be a show. Kippy. Kippy versus Cryptic. I'm, I'm going to verse, but I would love to see K versus K. those breakbeats. If we get a I'm third gonna, K I, in there, oh, we're going to have problems. Breakbeats? Ooh, man. They're both good. Oh, yeah. But I'm going to have to pull for Cryptic. Uh, I both, I mean, they're both really good oh, at, at, at breakbeats. So they're I don't, fantastic I don't, at breakbeats. Wait, 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 wait. So, Kippy, the rest of you guys watching, you need to go watch his show. Especially yes. the lunch break. He does like an afternoon show, or yes. sometimes 11.30, 12, almost every day on it's Twitch. Lunch yeah. break. Lunch break. Yes. Lunch break. And Kippy, yes, they're called sets. I understand what they're called. God. <laughs> he is just how, all over dude, us tonight. Dude, how much he? have you been drinking already, buddy? Come on. <laughs> no, he's not. Not he's tonight. Like nothing. Not tonight. Nothing. He's just being, I think he uh, just, just got a class. So. Oh, okay. Are you um, taking over for Jeff then? Is that what you do? Are you becoming Grumpy Cat too? Is that <laughs> We need to get... We need to get Kippy back in a record store. That's where he was happy. Right? 
So uh, I, hell yeah, I, it sucks I, that Platinum closed down. So in Cryptic, Seattle. you, me, yeah. and a bunch of other people put our that records. Was, was we put our records together, and Kippy runs our record store, right? Hey. All right. I don't want to sell my records, though, dude. No, I don't, I don't you, either. I'm not I'm, we, I'm we can rent them out. My collection. We'll, we, we'll allow people to rent them out. You know, I, 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 I think we, if we wait long enough, they'll actually become like a nostalgia where people. Wait, wait, wait. Do right. you realize both of you realize vinyl is selling more than CDs, MP3s right now? Yes, it is. Yeah, absolutely. Well, of course, of course I, I get that. You know, so we have enough. Uh, you still we, not getting we any have enough records. records. Why don't we like start like a Netflix for records, though? Because what if it comes back broken? What are you going to do? How are you going to replace digitized. it? It's digitized. We can have it repressed. Oh. Mm. He says library checkout. We're gonna, there it is. See? I mean, there is options. So. That's not a bad idea. We'd, so we'd have to do... We'd have to do. We'd have to digitize them first. Oh, that would take a year. Uh, Literally. Not, nah, not, not that. Cryptic's good at that, too. Cryptic doesn't have a job, <laughs> so we'll just have him do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> hey, what about an, a Netflix for videos, music videos? That's ah, useless. Fuck, mm. fuck MTV because they nah, aren't MTV so, anymore. Nah, vid- there's too many record pools that are doing videos now, and videos yeah. are a dime a dozen. Did you, see, did you guys you can uh, rip them off? And YouTube. you guys see that meme? It was like, "Hey, MTV just turned 29 years old. Thanks for 14 years of movie <laughs> music videos." Yeah. So speaking of MTV, reality TV. Speaking that's of MTV, was. who knows the original song that I- that MTV launched with? A video killed the radio star. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Okay, good. And I was I was only one when that came I out. I just wanted to make sure. I mean, that's that like was the very first one. Who remembers actually seeing Smack My by the Prodigy? I don't remember because they only that. played it one time and it was unedited and they got the unedited version. They weren't supposed to, but they played it through one time and they never played it again. Nah, I missed it. It yeah. was epic. Missed it. All right, I want to bounce out again. Let's get Sea uh, Will back in Absolutely. here. I know little Woody's running around here in the back backstage. He needs to be on here. I need a I need a potty break. All right, we'll bounce out. Let Let's get little Woody in here. Sea uh, Will's gonna bounce back in here. I'm gonna bounce out. Well, I gotta go take Woody. care of some things. Woody. Uh, Sugar was 39 <laughs> oh, already. Yeah. Um, <laughs> true. Oh God. D was one. Oh. Sugar was 39. <laughs> Sugar is the oldest person sitting at this round table right now. So and that's yeah, why true. I'm kind of giving in during COVID. I'm, I, I'm, I'm you guys embrace, are young. Embracing face, the baby yeah. face is gone. Yes, embracing the, the baby oldness. face. It's been gone for a while, bro. I hate yeah. to tell you. As soon as you got, as soon as you changed to the stay, stay puff marshmallow yeah. man there a little bit. So didn't, didn't he have gray hair at 25? These these what 45? <laughs> Me? Yeah. No, I just turned 40. Come on, man. 40? Don't push it. Yeah, oh, I just damn. turned 40 in April. I thought you were older than me. Nope. Fuck you, then. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> lacto crack, mother trucker. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm out. I'm 43. Woody's coming up next. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be like Dan Patrick. We'll have to like, the age, weight, yeah, you know. Yeah, right? Ugh. We're going to have personal stat sheets for everybody to go down and trade us like trading cards. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kippy, you got a job now. Hit squad trading cards. There we go. <laughs> no, let's do it. Uh, old man, yes. Sugar is 183 years young. Nice try, Switch. Nice try. <laughs> nice All right, I'm out. Peace, guys. So, uh, feedback right now. So far, this is our first show. This is this is just a debut of what we will be doing every month. Uh, we'll be always pulling out these records, uh, talking about uh, old men, but we, we, we can definitely talk about older times or, or we could also uh, if you guys want to in the chat room help us out and let us know what subject matter you want to talk about and want to know more about Seawell, about the industry 
Yeah, just about the world, how we're surviving here in Oregon. So what do you think you learned from pulling this out, man? What I did learn is the fact that uh, there was definitely a box that was going to save somebody. Like, it was one of those ones when the whole Serato was coming out, and I was scared. And I was at times like, oh, God, this, what is this thing? Is it going to work? This box would have saved me if Serato wasn't working. That's actually that's, that's a good thing I'd, I'd like to hear about because, <clears throat> again, I discussed I came from radio, and then I got into this. So I started later. Even though I'm 40 years old, I didn't start till I was, like, 29, 28. DJ, mm -hmm. you started when? Like, how old were you? We'll say officially, like, 12 years old. Okay, so... 12 years old, I was thrown into the DJ booth at the roller rink going, you're playing the uh, records, you're playing the videos. By the way, I was... Back in the day, I would often be when they were like, video mixing's the thing. No, it wasn't. I had a VHS machine, and we recorded MTV, BET, and we'd write 1102, rewind it, fast forward <laughs> it, because we would rip it from the, the MTV show or BET and play a vi music videos at the roller rink. Yeah, like when you're just trying to find that one little nude spot on that special <laughs> movie. Yeah, I get it. No, I did but that But video too. mixing was a definitely <laughs> a whole new level. We had four VCRs. We had four turntables, and we had six tape decks. And, six decks. And you would sit there and be playing on, on, on a, a, back then, was a literally like a giant sound mixer and, and a roller rink. That's crazy. So I guess my question is because I, I came in a little bit on that time where you had to have a few pieces of records just in case your computer crashed or okay. something, but it was pretty dependable. Um, so was that a scary transition in the fact when – when that computer program, did you start on like the the pre pre Serato? I can't even remember the name of the program that was like right. I didn't do the one right before it. Oh, okay. I remember it was something like Vinyl Lock or Hey KB, what was the the first program that you guys were selling at Platinum before Serato? There was a there was a program that was being sold at like Platinum Records Seattle and Portland in the beginning, and uh, Stanton Scratch. That's scratch. What, uh, final, okay. final Scratch. Final Scratch. There That's it what it was called. Oh, final Scratch. Jason got us. Wasn't Jason. there Virtual DJ about that same time, too? I don't know. I, do, I just remember Vinyl Scratch being like the first breaking into this whole industry. It, yes, it was the first. For yeah, sure. so... Just just to clarify, so if there's anyone that's not a DJ listening, we are talking about <laughs> about uh, what what do we call it? CV programs, I guess, uh, that we're using. Uh, DVS. DVS. Thank you. There's the Thank term you, I'm we're looking. We are looking. So DVS stands for Digital Vinyl Systems. Uh, these are systems we use now all the time that you no longer have to have a whole crate. You get to have just a couple pairs of these, and it goes into the computer and imitates. Basically, Serato imitates what the vinyl was actually doing. So what we were talking about was the first few that came out, and one was called Final Scratch, and then Serato started hitting the game, which and Virtual DJ around the same time, right? Yeah. Did you, did you use Virtual DJ? Yeah, never, I did not. Never used that Virtual DJ. That Tractor, I just... And Tractor. Tractor's it, it, another it, one. The, that, that one came out, and I didn't connect with me. Yeah, so the reason I think that is is because... Uh, this is the way I always looked at these software. So for anyone that ever had questions, I don't know anything about Final Scratch, but I started on CDJ players, right? Yeah. Like I started on the old Denons or whatever that would come out and then like have little jog wheels on the top. I remember those. Well, hold on. A yes. Uh, hold yes. on a I'm sec. Holding. God is speaking to us. So, yes. so room. <laughs> yes, Final yes. Scratch was the original version of Serato. Okay. There you go, guys. Yes. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I mean, that's when you, when you pray, 
the answer. Yes. That's kind of how it works. It's I don't know about so you guys cool. watching and, 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 and the World Wide Web, but like we're getting these voices from the other room sometimes, and we're like, what? Who's talking? Yeah, you're, you're not here. We have control boys in there actually talking to us from the production room as well. Hey, hey so you guys in the chat room, one question for you. Sugar still has his vinyl collection. I still have my vinyl collection. Sugar, if you're cool, we should make this a regular thing every, not every Tuesday, <laughs> once a month when we do this and show some of our collection off. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, let us know in the chat room if you and, guys want to see. stories behind it. Stories behind our different oh, boxes of records. I have to correct myself. Jason Goley is right from the one stop. That was Scratch Studio from Scratch Live. Not final scratch. My my bad. <laughs> so those were some of the first DVS. And one of the reasons I think that Serato goes with yeah, you and a lot of DJs that started out on vinyl was the fact that so Serato, in my opinion, is a DVS program, a software designed by DJs for DJs, kind of, you know, like guys that it was actually structured around vinyl, like how you would do turntables. Yeah. Right? And that's what I, I always felt so. comfortable with mm -hmm. still to this day is that that turntable is just much a guitar for me than a bass player, a bass, a bass guitar, a drum set, a harmonica, you know. Like, so when other guys are like, oh, man, I can play, I can play on that, that, and that, and I'm like, I don't feel comfortable playing outside this, this guitar. Yeah. I feel so much better playing guitar than playing bass, which a lot of times I have to compare that to, like, a CD player similar to the whole thing or DVS, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so Kippy said he can bring his U-Haul filled to vinyl and show us all that. That would take probably more than just three hours, but we we, we can plan that. <laughs> yeah, we, we can, can maybe make like we can, a whole we can plan. month of Kip Rocks collection. But the the <laughs> other software, too, for those of you out there, uh, Virtual DJ, the other one mentioned, is more of like, I feel Virtual DJ was kind of designed by computer programmers. Like, you have to do a lot of setup in the backside of it to actually get it to work with whatever piece of hardware you go. With where Serato, right? You just plug it in, it goes. Yeah. Like, and that's why a lot of people use that. And then Tractor was actually based a lot more towards uh, the producer type of guy, the guy that was like producing his own beats. Because it, if you looked at a screen in that, that thing's actually confusing. Uh, no, it is. If, it you, is. if you're just a vinyl guy or even just a CDJ guy, that, that can be pretty confusing. It's just basically four boxes around. At so, the same time, I'm going to back you up. I've seen people that may put so much work in that production you know absolutely and then when it comes to performance they're using this format inside the um tractor that is the equivalent to sync it's just like oh match and it will match the next song into the next song into the next song and tractor yeah and uh, and so that's that's actually one of the things that they're really known for and i think a lot of people that use it uh do enjoy that feature and that feature yes it is a very argumented feature you know because when you had to learn on vinyl you had to you had to what what do you call it twist the nipple you call it paint the fence on the I, other I, method I, that I, you use my pitch control and I, and I paint the fence yes and glide it in and that'll change the tempo of both sides and now the programs will actually mathematically take the what we call the audio fingerprint nowadays and actually map all that out and then sync it together so you don't have to do that as much but i don't know it's a very you're not a big fan of it nope nope um clint's not all right with i'm i i think it's a useful tool if you're doing something more that you couldn't have done on vinyl you know and see that's why like the world's best okay dj craze um and 
four color Zach, when they use it, especially Craze, he's using it to really elevate the performance. He is doing yes. more than just letting it sync up. It's synced, and then he's also doing some other effects things, and he's flipping stuff over, and he's sampling it in, and like. And so, so we probably kind of sit on the same page then on this issue because that's the way I feel. If you're doing that much more than what you would just be doing on normal, then it's okay to be using the sync button, right? But my uh, issue is that beginner DJ yeah. doesn't even know how to elevate that high, and he's using it at beginner level. And, and I'm, I'm actually agreeing with yeah. you on this because the fact is if, if you can just – if you're just – like even my mixing, I have no need to use sync because I am just doing a very simple structure of matching up beats and fading out or doing one little spin out or something. I'm not doing anything that needs <clears> – <throat> like added layers of all sorts of things but if you're trying to take say so you're trying to make a whole new song at once right like you want four songs or three songs and you want the bass line out of one and you want this and it, we're, now we're kind of getting into stems but you can somewhat do that by if you could sync two of the decks and then you <coughs> had a third hand right <coughs> so i think something like that i think uh, it's useful you know i could agree i could agree with that yeah um because you need something stable that's not gonna because we also know that songs can scale up and down yeah even ah! though <laughs> Sugar. Yeah. I'm laughing because like I, 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 my, my worst one is uh, um, oh no, I just want Michael like Jackson. Uh, there's a '70s song, uh, Brick House Scales. Scales and original, like on 12 Horribly. inch. And I'm trying to sit there and do it. I remember <laughs> first time I did it in front of DJ Control, and he's like, "What are you doing? That paint the fence isn't gonna help you." <laughs> but then yeah. my brother, for example, was having an issue last Friday. That's like, "Fuck, these records are sinking together." <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah man what, what was that emotional outbreak what's that happened oh last friday yeah uh for the fact that it uh that's the frustration <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know what to tell you look i mean it's like okay so everybody will agree here that i am way more harder than on myself than anybody else like yes. i would never yeah. need a critic because i would be i know there's the saying you know everybody's their own worst critic no 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 there's them and then there's me i'm like <laughs> i'm the wor person that would go home and take a, a cat of nine tails and thrash my back because i made one mistake um so i, I guess it's i, I feel you on that because I, I do that to myself all the time thank you and i guess it's one of those things where <laughs> like we go back to the hit squad of how much respect i have for this for this group how much respect i have for clint and and you guys you know clint funding this you funding this putting this together spending time like hours and hours and hours of research and development uh literally r d hours and hours days of, of r d and so then i come on and you know obviously having these people every single person in our chat room um, I especially a lot of them are DJs or or people like uh, you know like Indian Honey who who knows you know the industry so well that she has a trained ear so she's not just a listener she actually has a trained ear and so it it gets to me and it's like man I make that one mistake and then I'm like looking at the looking at the chappy did anybody catch that and then I see I'll see Seawell and Clint over there in the mics and they all go oh <laughs> <laughs> and of course I can't hear anything until. I get done and then go back and watch the whole show when I get home, and then I just cringe. So last We're just trying to cover, you know. Yeah. So 
thanks. Because that makes it feel so much better. Talk over it. He's wrecking. He's wrecking. Talk over God. it. So Friday was, I, first of all, my headphones, I'm one of those people that babies headphones, and for some reason, I have the worst luck with them working for me. Um, so those are so old. I mean, those are probably easily over 10 years old, and I think they finally just bit the dust on Friday. So the combination of that, the glitching that was going on with Twitch, and uh, I just got frustrated. I was like, sometimes you just need to cut your losses and walk away. And that's, I did that, and, of course, threw the headphones against the wall. So, so, uh, so uh, you, you mentioned all the stuff we've had to do during COVID, and we were talking about pri- and how we've had to learn the streaming world and all that. Yeah. But prior to this, man, not only has it changed us, it has actually changed our industry as a whole, right? Oh, it's, it will forever be changed. It will never go back to the way it was. Uh, sugar, how was, what, how's your life been different like five months ago, man? Six months ago uh, before COVID. Let's <laughs> want to drag this in. Okay, let's start. We'll, we'll go personal and then we'll go business. Can, can anybody Person, play? Personally, I feel like I'm the only human being in the state of Oregon that has not collected one penny for unemployment. I have filed four times. I have talked to th- six different people online. I'm mean, sorry, on phone. Um, and I've gotten nothing because my job is not able to happen. Like majority of things that I want to do or be able to do as a, as a DJ, as a host, has all been told in the state of Oregon. No, you can't. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you do, wait. Guess what? And if you do do it. You're going to get in trouble, and you're going to lose more money that you don't make. So yeah. for the last five or six months, actually technically seven months for me, I'm not making any money. Yeah, and it's and except on OnlyFans. Yeah, only his. Oh, only what, 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 what? Yeah, sh- sh- someone's sh- making money off me then because <laughs> I have not signed up. What, what? It's not much, trust me, but it's, it's there because he has these pictures of me laying down with my hairy butt one time, and I and he's been waiting waiting one day to release it out again off uh, <laughs> MySpace. And now that OnlyFans <laughs> is around, he's like, I am cashing in. You're goddamn right. Dude, you got to I mean, I mean, this The time. last time that he really tried to get me for my birthday was I came out of a shower on New Year's in front of our, our roommates with a sock on my cock. And I'm like, Whoa. where the hell are the towels? And everyone took a picture. He took the picture and put it all over our MySpace. When you could make your MySpace <laughs> like, <laughs> a, like, like this. You put, and so you would see a pictures of me. And then my birthday was like a few days later. All these girls show up. To with packages of socks. It said oh, sugars, yeah. cock protectors. It totally blew, blew back in my face. Like all these girls, are like here, happy birthday, Shook, with packages of socks. Of my and naked, I'm like, naked body of a. with a sock and a cock, and it was DJ Sugar's cock protectors. <laughs> it blew up in my face, dude. That's crazy. Okay, yeah. So financially, it's hurt us a ton, but also what we've been watching too is clubs disappearing. Uh, yeah, I, restaurants, clubs, uh, s- wedding s- venues are oh, closing. Tons of them. They're they're which I, I never thought wedding venues would close, besides the ones that burnt down, unfortunately. Yeah, well, I mean, think about it though. When you when you put yourself, <laughs> yeah, dude, that's when you put yourself in in a niche. Okay, you pigeonhole yourself in one small uh, industry. Okay, but you. Yeah, ankle socks. They were tube socks, sir. Tube yeah. socks. Yeah, unfortunately. But uh, <laughs> when uh, I mean, they were children tube socks. Yeah, because yeah, let's not forget about who wore little Transformer boy underwear for the pajama party at Dirty. Yeah, don't worry. We'll post up that picture too sometime. 
beer. Oh, jeez. I always got a little nifty sock colors. Operation, Operation socks. Oh, that's Operation. cute. That's cute. That's super cute. You know, did, for a, did they have an individual toe cut out so each toe could go in? No. That, those are <laughs> creepy, man. <laughs> those are no, weird. No. And like at a gym, says the at guy a gym that's when you work out, you see people wear those the shoe or the sock yeah. with the toes. Says the guy that's okay, literally, literally <laughs> deathly <laughs> afraid of Oompa Loompas. Let, let's go into what we've – so how many off the top of our head in, in our market alone can we think of that are closing their doors? We don't know if they're going to open back up at all. Uh, I can tell you – like we just talked about this, so I can tell you that uh, Dirty's done. Okay. Um, I don't know – You did talk about this? Yeah, we talked about this earlier. Oh, okay. um, well, we didn't. We talked about it not on streaming, but we oh, talked yeah, about yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, like, um, Dirty's done. Uh, Evil One said, I know he's he already, his fortune's gone. And Maxwell and Tube are up for sale. Three. Um, Shake are, might open up, but no, probably not. Okay. I heard that Hobos is going to be closed. Uh, so there's five. J- uh, Jones, definitely done. Um, I don't know about whiskey. They've been really quiet. Whiskey is not going to close because that's what happens when you own the building. That's oh, okay. the difference. And um, people still go to whiskey? See, it doesn't need to. Wait, wait. So that's another thing about life sometimes. When you have old money like those owners do, yeah, it doesn't matter. That's true. It's a tax write-off. They okay. are literally the, the family that the daughter and good and people, the, by the way, they very are good people. But it's just crazy to me when some people that are all struggling, a.k.a. myself, um, couch surfing and trying to survive. And here's is this person that can just be like, ah, I don't care if the world doesn't open up anytime soon. Yeah, I will um, just go ahead. and. Candy is still up. still alive and kicking okay. uh, for right now. Um, but really, that's. Pretty much and all the clubs. And Dixie's and still and good. And, uh, Dixie's all good. over the all over local news. Four oh, CC CC Slaughters. CC Slaughters. CC Slaughters. Four decades. The, la- the last. The last. The gay last straight. true gay yes. dance club. Right. Like the, I, I think Amber's closed a long I, I'd time. I'd like ago. to call it, you know, like the last true safe dance spot. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. it's it, when there's something. And by the way, I was there four and a half years, I think. Right. And, and I was there too. Two. Yep. Sugar, did you? No. I did there. You did? You yeah. didn't have residency, though. Yeah, I did. Okay. Anyway, so... It wasn't very long, because they didn't want to pay. It was one time. And then and then they... And then it was so weird that... Okay, Does it count as residency if it's only one t- one gig? No, I think... I, that's a good... I think residencies have to be, like, a few months before you actually can call it a residency. Yeah. I think so. Anyways, in my opinion... But I, I, I don't know if I... I'm going to tune in here. Sorry okay. about that, guys. But no, 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 no. Speaking of residencies, I wouldn't call it a residency unless you're there for, like, six months straight. That's, because that's you can't fair. you you can't call it a monthly and call it a residency. You're only there once a month. Right. That's that, just a show. That's just a show. And Cryptic would be a good dude to talk about that because he does a lot of monthlies or used to do a lot of monthlies. Um, but then again, then you get bi monthlies or whatever. But I think to be a resident DJ, you need to be there a solid six months uh, every Friday, Saturday night. It was every Thursday. It was every Thursday. Or every Thursday or, or whatever. Right. You know what I'm saying? Can, or or your name is literally on the flyer that they post up for every week. And so you guys yeah. did talk about the fact that he was the first. You got to get a little closer, man. He was the first at CC's. That wasn't a gay DJ. Was yep. Yeah, you were actually one of the I first. Was the first. And, and let's clarify in a minute, too. Like on Thursday nights, they did a hip hop night, which is actually kind of rare. In yeah, a, in a it was called Hype Thursdays. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, it was every Thursday, but then once a month they would do Hype 
Thursdays mm-hmm. where they actually would bring in dance crews. Which and that was super cool. Awesome. <laughs> it was so cool. It was so cool. So you'd have dance crews and then you'd even maybe have like a small little drag queen show. I mean, it was just, it was, it was dope. Yeah, I mean, and, and it was an easy night for you as a DJ. Can oh, you literally so maybe great. DJ for maybe forty-five minutes the whole time? Uh, I don't. A little bit longer. Yeah, I don't it know. was a little longer. My and when it I'm got, I'm glad I didn't deal with that. that when it got to me and we were doing that well, I it, it still turned out where my four. I was about a three hour. It, it only cut about an hour, hour and a half out of my yeah. sets, like which my four hour sets. So. I, but I will say this: one of the best things about CC Slaughter was the fact that you didn't MC. There was Bolivia Carmichael. Oh. Absolutely beautiful, man. Dude. How long was Bolivia there? She's still there. Still, I well, she's not there now. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> but I th- I hey, gotta hey, say Sunday Sunday's supposed to be the last day, wasn't it? Yeah, this Sunday. Sunday. This Sunday. Yeah, yeah, which she does the drag queen show every Sunday. So um, I would say she's got to been there at least fifteen years, easy, uh, easily, easily. Yeah. I would have to ask her. And man, uh, I I say it is such a thrill as a DJ when you literally have nothing to, to do but concentrate on the music, and then somebody. Is hyping you up oh, and the crowd, so good. and you don't. That's oh. It but was, she was also really good at her job because we've also oh, dealt with some really man. shitty MCs where I've actually <laughs> shut the microphone off on them, and they come up and it's like, I can't hear nothing. Well, shut up. Yeah, I'm trying to DJ Stop here. Stop talking over my song. Exactly. I, I so, will. I will say the majority of drag queens that I that MC'd for me on Thursday night. Right. If she wasn't there, it was typically her. But we're pretty good. They were all good. Yeah, because there was also yeah. uh, Nemo. Nemo was another one that was also a really good I've, MC. Since we're into this MC, I want a quick story real quick. So Greek Rosina, I am always having to prep up the room one night, and I'm going to get a full – the whole evening was crazy in the fact that I started my night off by pushing out this window, and it slid through oh, my arm. Oh, yeah. It looks like a dog bite if you could – It actually like, looks like a backwards Nike oh, wow. symbol. At least but it did. A, 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 the whole place yeah, was down. stuck in my arm, almost the size Ow. of a record, in <laughs> yeah. my arm. It was awesome. And so I pull it out. <laughs> it was awesome. I, 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 ra- I wrap it up like this, and then I tell someone as they run up there, like, oh, I just got cut by this window. Uh, go get uh, Ted Pappas Ted or somebody, Pappas. but don't call the paramedics. I don't have health insurance. <laughs> 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 so at the next minute, I go to the bathroom. I go like this. Whoa, more blood comes out. Then I, I'm coming out, the, out there. And the other guy comes up with Ted Pappas, and they're like, right. hey, what's wrong? And I go, my arm. And then the blood starts squirting, and I faint. <laughs> um, oh, I wake up in the hospital at first. They put a bandage on it. I come back to Greek Rosina the same night, wrapped up, yeah. DJing with one arm. Oh, wait, 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 wait. So I'm DJing with one arm, wrapped up. This MC that we had, now this is the MC part of the story. Okay. This guy, I've been telling him multiple times. Don't be offensive to people. Oh, yeah. And he used to always be like, fuck you, bitch. You better get down. You know, you motherfuckers, you better do it this way. Oh, fuck you, hoes. And I, and I, I turned off his mic and I hope go, we're not being censored on this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Facebook. But <laughs> so how it's, we're not on Facebook anymore. I don't know <laughs> yeah, probably not. So this guy is doing this. I'm one armed. Yeah. And I'm going running in the crowd after oh, him. I remember this. My brother had just, I, I forgot you were working somewhere else and came back to the Greek for that night, like splitting the shift or something. No, you. we used to go, we would send each other out to go do Promo. our rounds. Okay. We would, no, we would do our rounds and go check out the other clubs to see how many people they had and then come back and see. Is that when you got kicked out of Barrio 71? <laughs> I think it could have been one of those nights, but not yeah, that night. It's, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> here I am, one arm. good story, though. One arms. Been in a hospital, come back, yeah, and this that. guy won't shut up on the microphone and be offensive. Right. And I go chasing him with one arm. 
Yes. In the middle of the club. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. He's, he goes, he goes, if you say it one more time, I'm going to beat the crap out of you. The guy's like, mother boop. And, and he just dropped it and, and chased this dude. And for the record, <laughs> this guy was bigger than me. He was huge. And I'm like. And my anger was just like. And, I, and I'm kind of like going. What what just happened? <laughs> that's cool. I'm like okay, well I'm, I'm gonna go so, on the yeah, decks. That's the MC story. MCs that do not need to be doing their job offensively or yeah. ruining everyone's experience. Yeah. yeah, your your job is to inform and entertain, not offend. You know, like I mean, I get it. You can be aggressive and things like that, but I I completely agree with you. But absolutely, I I totally enjoyed. Olivia Carmichael and working with her oh, and I what an I, amazing person I, I did want to make an extra effort to just express how much I think our community is going to miss that club you know? I I honestly I have never I've never worked for such an easy group of people I mean the staff there were just absolutely amazing so good too. the fact that every Thursday they would bring in the sisters of something I forget it was basically these men dressed in drag queen but looked like nuns Welcome to Portland. But they would literally, for the community, if you came early, um, would test, uh, do uh, a blood test. They would bring in a certified nurse and have everybody get tested for HIV or any other type of STDs. And they would oh, come yeah. in a- and for absolutely free. And they would come in with every single Thursday. And it's just, to me, like supporting the community, any type of community, but definitely the LGBTQZYXYPDQXT. So community, it was it was amazing. So a lot, I would say, man, can, uh, do we dare say like eighty percent of them? Of the clubs, yeah, downtown. Well, at least like in Old Town, that's every a, bit of eighty percent of clubs downtown least, have closed because Fez, of COVID. Fez, that was the third floor above. Fez, Aura. that's what yes. it was. I got it. <laughs> yes. Woo. So eighty, so or would we say ninety percent? I would say ninety percent. I would. I would say 85% of Old Town is done. What's going to be open? You have Whiskey Bar. You have Spice, which is not a nightclub at all. It's a a gentleman's club. You got Dixie, right? You have Barrel Room. Maybe Barrel Room. Maybe Maybe Barrel Room. We only know for sure Shake. Maybe Shake. Shake Shake is reopening. And and Candy isn't technically Old Town. It's it's the Pearl District. But then we, we still have Evil One's place. Tube nah, and Maxwell's. It's, it's for sale. Both they are sale. both, as far as we know. I don't know. I haven't been able to confirm that. So, yeah. uh, so I mean, we have Tube and Maxwell's. Um, right. Both. Are, yeah. Both of those are for sale. So now, could somebody else buy them and then open it up? Because it's pretty. Of course, much they could. Be yeah. a, a just turn, like just like Shake. Shake has new be, owners. It'll be a two. It'll be a turnkey situation. Yeah. But still. Yeah. So. Oh, and remember, district. It's done. Is district is, is done? Did we say district? Oh, Valentine's. Valentine's, Valentine's, Valentine's is closed. Valentine's. That's sad. <laughs> okay, well, all the, oh, wait, wait, all that whole block right there. Come on, guys. Those are little closets that happen to sometimes have music. It's true, but... That it, whole... Yeah, but that, that whole, whole Ankeny Alley always has venues that have music. Yeah, and it's fun too. Like, come I mean, on, let, let's go down that row of music in that okay, alleyway. So you go Trist, which is all vinyl. Trist is probably going to close too. Yes. You got Trist so. on the right side, all vinyl. Then you got District, which is all hip hop, top and, forty and ratchet, hip hop, right? Yes. And then you go Valentine's, Valentine's. which is the exact opposite. It's then all you house. can go across the street to Kit Kat. Then you go to Kit Kat, or then you can go to Fuse at the very Fuse. end. Fuse, yeah, all that so. packed in that D- little District alleyway. District and Fuse, the only two I know that are staying open. 
as far as we know. Yeah. And yeah, district well, currently is doing private parties. They're not even open technically private Well, technically party. they can't because they've already got major fines from OLCC. Yeah, but that's a different story. So yeah. in, that's the alley that's – is that Old Town still? That's Old Town? Technically not because it's on the other side of Burnside. Burnside. Okay, so on the other side of Burnside, uh, for those of you who haven't been to Portland, it's, it, we had kind of a really unique thing in the fact that the streets shut down. Shit. And you could walk across them to whatever clubs. They shut down about, what is it, like four blocks? Four or five blocks worth of four, streets? Yeah, that's yeah, four square They would blocks. go from Burnside to Davis, and then from, what was it, 2nd to 5th? 2nd to 5th. Yeah, yep. but for people that don't live here, how many blocks is that? Oh, that would be every bit of four four square blocks. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and, yeah. and we're talking big city blocks. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're not talking about... I mean, and it was cool because they put, I mean, for the people that don't know Portland, but yeah, they would totally block or, the road off. Road, you know, barricades would come out at Friday, Friday night, 10 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. You be- your car better not be down there. <laughs> no, but <laughs> it would get towed. It would get, they yeah. made so they much made a lot money. of money yeah. off towing cars. Yes, oh exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's not like Shake. the signs. Were- it's not grand like the opening. Grand opening, okay. The, the best, best place for people watching, though, too. Oh, yeah. Oh God! So many drunks, when, so many fights, so many. You could, we, me and my brother, people joke. trying to escape cops and getting tased <laughs> and falling <laughs> face first right in the pavement. You, you could literally I mean, bring a bucket of popcorn awesome. and a camping chair and yeah. just sit there on the four corners and just but be completely entertained. Let's be real about this though. It's not all COVID's fault. Why Old Town is closing though? I mean, no, no it's the no. city. It's it, a lot of it has to do with the city of Portland and the homeless problem. That yeah, wait, be, wait, that's exactly what uh, you know. the news said and the CC owner or whatever came on TV due to homeless uh, was one of the number one reasons why they're shutting down. Yeah. The yeah. homeless problem. They literally have tents right outside their entrance of both yeah, sides. Dude, and it's, they're not it's doing horrible. anything. Defecation pits, all that stuff. Uh, bear, uh, open bared needles, all that. And then nothing's being I, done. I wonder how many of those are people that are actually camping out there and doing protests though too. It might be on the other side of Hawthorne, there's like a whole tent city. Oh, that's well, different. Though. Well. Yeah. No, I can tell you from being down there and working on there, like on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Um, Yankee score. Let's find out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, but what was that other train place called, D, that was over on the southeast side down by Pratt and Lambert? Um, you remember, it's on the east side. There was a little train track. Uh, oh, you're talking about right next to Lippman and Co.? That, yeah, that well, venue? that's the one that Chris Easter and Lenahan were trying to open it up, and no, it never no, worked. No, 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 no. no. This one was open. I know a bunch of house kids. Like Sc- DJ Scotty Boy was over there. Yeah, it was a train. Scotty Bounce. Scotty yeah. Bounce. But anyway, that place closed too. Uh, well, the it, if you're talking about the East Bank, wasn't that drag? Uh, wasn't that Dragon Cube or Red Dragon's spot? Red Cube is still Red around. Cube. Red Cube spot. That's 45 East. Thank you. Okay, so that so they're still open. Yeah. So. And then uh, and then of course. Uh, no, vac- va- no vacancy's gone. No vacancy's gone. Let's all not forget, Pioneer Pub's still rocking. We did a huge remodel there. <laughs> Shameless plug there. Holy you betcha. Just to let you know, when things get going, the spot you're going to want to be at is Pioneer <laughs> Because there's Pub. no cops that hang out in the OC. Yeah, which brings up, I, dude, I've been saying it for a long time now, dude. Pioneer Pub, I don't know. I'm just kind of biased here, but... After the remodel, you guys need to go check it out. I mean, we've done some tremendous things there with it, for sure. I don't know why you're so saying stay we. Tuned. I don't know why I'm saying we. It's all Clint. Clint's done yeah. the I've whole just, entire remodel. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. So yourself, I was going to say that, like, oh, I Pioneer it, no, Pub. I, I went on a wood run. Like, I went down there when he was building the stage. Oh, and so I, you're yeah. a gopher. Yeah. Gopher yeah, wood. It was pretty cool. Congratulations. Yep. So once again, 
This is also sponsored by Pioneer Pub. Oh. <laughs> Argent City Main Street, your destination for refreshments and in dancing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Just I, I, I mean, on, drink but, between featuring DJ Clint. <laughs> between DJ Clint. Well, Sugar lost <laughs> his res. Show. Sugar lost his residency at the beach. Seven DJ years. Clint. Seven years at the D beach. D is giving up DJing and going to turn into a chef, so he's losing spice. Nate lost CC Slaughters. Yep. But he still has Malala. By the way, when we get off air, I have some big questions, maybe to sh- sh- tell the audience later, but I have some ideas from Malala. So, anyway, and then myself at Pioneer Pub. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm sitting pretty, pretty, pretty clean here. Oh, jeez. So. All right. Cool. Anyway, so, guys. So downtown's screwed. Bottom line. Downtown <laughs> is screwed. Wait, wait, wait. wait do, do we think that uh, Hood River might come back? Hood, Hood River will come they back. They will. It's just, I mean, they're they're in the same thing everybody else is. They they move to, I mean, I think their closing time might be midnight. No, nah, it's still 10 o'clock. It's still 10. All state is 10. Yeah, I, I so. read, I've yeah, been checking on this. Still like, 10. No, they pushed I mean, everybody back. He's been, they've been nice enough to like throw me an update once in a while. And I, I feel very confident that... When the world opens. When the world opens, we will be back there. So, so and that brings up a point, though, because I know I told all the venues that I'm in charge of, do not bring us back until the second phase. Yeah. Because we want them to make as much money as possible to stay open in the long run. If, right. if we're there trying to take their money right now, we're not going to have a job in two years. You know, and that's a, another thing, too, Clint, about, about Hit Squad DJs is the fact that we have always been modest. Like you said, no ego. So... We would do, like, when we start off with a place, we would only do, like, maybe a six- or eight-week contract and just say, hey, let's get to start this. And if it wasn't working out, we wouldn't try to run it into the ground. We would step away, respectfully just bow out yeah. because – and there's a lot of owners. That I even know myself, but I don't know about you guys, but would be like, really? You're going to leave? Like, we're not making you any money, so there's no point of us oh, being Lord. here. And we got a lot of respect from a lot of owners for that yep. reason. We're not there just to take their money. We're there to make them money. That's our – Bottom line is of our job to make the bar owner money as DJs. And, let, and let's also, no DJ wants to play to an empty room. That just horrible. Ki- kills you. See, that's well, that's the point that Except I sugar. don't want Except to. Except sugar. Sugar can play in a closet. <laughs> you stick him in a corner, dude. We'll shut the lights off uh, right now and you'll just all of a sudden I, I, I said turn last, table start. I said last time, mom put you in the corner too many times <laughs> and you just found a way to entertain yourself and it's never changed. Okay. and uh, f- Wait, wait. So I have to say, even though I like DJing all the time uh, to anything, but at the same time, anything at the same time, I'm so looking forward to waiting till like people can really engage. You know, it's one thing because like I've been hearing other spots around the nation that they're sitting at a table or sitting in a fucking car. Oh, sorry. Once again, sitting in their car been on radio. <laughs> yeah. And so they're they're in their cars. Like, how much fun do you really dance in your car? Like you're doing it right there. You did it. I didn't. Yeah, but I did you enjoy did. it. I was forced to do that. Boogie. You didn't like that? No. That didn't feel good? It sure looked good. <laughs> it looked nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, so we're in this title already, but let's go for it. So is this going to return to normal? Like, do we think when they open up, uh, are people going to rush in? Or what, what's their behavior going to be like? I, I think people are going to rush in because they're already doing it. People are sick of this. They yeah. are so done with the governor. They're so done with the... Well, yeah, it's airborne. It's not airborne. You need to wear a mask. You don't. We're so sick of the wishy-washy back and forth stuff. You know, it's like, are eggs bad for you or are they not bad for you? And, and we're done. We are so done. And we're just waiting 
for that phase two so we could actually i think it's going to be a rush i think it's going to be a rush but will will it ever go back i don't no. think so i uh, think it's we found other ways of entertaining ourselves and so that train has left the station i don't think it's going to go back to normal for a while uh as the normal as we used to know it um just my opinion uh the people are going to come out like d is saying is going to be the people that uh don't care they're the ones going to be coming out filling the venues up the people who are still scared, oh, I'm not going to come out, I don't have a vaccine, blah, blah, blah. Those are the ones that are going to stay home, and those are the ones that are speaking the loudest right now. The ones that don't care aren't really saying a whole lot. Right. I, I think it's going to be a slow comeback with smaller venues. So not like the big, large club that you think of as being like, oh, I'm going out to the club dancing. It's, it's more like the bar that may have a small dance floor that has a DJ. Yeah. And it'll start off slow like that for quite a while before you see the big clubs come back. So you think it's uh, safety in small numbers? Then? Yep. Yep. Uh, um, that's a good point. See, I already felt like the economy was doing that to us anyway. It was. It was. Pioneer so. Pub, only dance floor in Oregon City. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> DJ Clint every weekend at Pioneer Pub. DJ Clint, Clint, Shameless plugs, but, I know. So to expand upon that, I, I feel it's not going to be the same. Um, um, we, like, to the point of what everyone was saying, Sugar just said one of the key points, I believe that, uh, the big clubs were already fading, right? Yeah. Cryptic already said that the small places are where people are going to go. I don't. I. I honestly think the large, large rooms are not going to no. reopen, and there's not going to be a use for them. Not unless it's like some for a very long time. Because let's face it, the generation of humans younger than us were. Right. Um, they don't communicate the same. We saw that. I saw that in my small rooms prior to this, how the, they will come out in separate groups and dance on a floor or they won't dance at all. Like, they, I, I see that a lot in yeah. the smaller I don't rooms. see dancing at all. I see, like, yeah. status. That's all it is. So how many bottles can you pop? Well, your, your club is gentlemen have to sit there and watch the <laughs> chick go around the pole. I see our, 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 our uh, one of our favorites uh, from uh, Texas is letting us know that, you know, yeah, around the country, there's a lot of people just rushing to go ahead and enjoy it. In Texas, I'm I'm seeing lots of venues in Texas. Oh, full on full. Yeah, Florida, well, Florida Texas, too. Yeah. And, and, Oklahoma, and, or not full, but like they're Kansas having, City. You know, yeah, yeah. But don't you think that actually that's probably the most dangerous thing because most of those people that don't care and are tired of it are the ones that probably haven't been doing the you know the preventive things, so they're probably going to be the ones that are skyrocket right back up as soon as we fully open. Yeah, I I mean I guess so, but I also just think this was a, you know, like the final. Axe swing of the, the end nail of the, the tree. Coffin. Yeah, the nail in the coffin that that was gonna set it to this new existence. Anyways, I so I the next question in our in our points are: are there gonna be more? Are there gonna be gigs available? Yes and no. I don't think they will be anything like what we had seen in the past. I don't think. I I think it's gonna be harder. I think uh, it's gonna be tough to see the money right away. Like or yeah. well, as far as like bars go. I think that the mobile thing, I think weddings, weddings weddings is traditional. And I think that if that comes back by next summer, which it should, let's hope, uh, will probably be bigger and harder than ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's going to be. Well, you think like maybe like a a, a, make a a repeat wedding because they didn't get a good one. Yeah, because they they want the big, big kahuna now. Well, no, they just had to. So many from this year had to get pushed next year. Oh, that's you know what I'm saying? So scheduling wise, I think. 
August is like the biggest wedding month of the and year. And we'll be here to help. So back in our back in our paid. chat right now, and I was gonna pivot into what these people are talking about, like down in Arizona, they've already packed out a venue on a Friday night. Um, DJ Switch talking about niche stuff. And I know that already for myself, I'm finally getting something in October, but they're small little birthdays because they can't do their birthdays at the bar. They can't go to Pioneer Pub. And, and <laughs> instead, they're calling me and they're saying, hey, come out to my friend's property and we'll put you in a little bubble and yeah. we want you to DJ and host it for us. Bubble boy. Well, it, I think... Not only weddings, but events in general. So if, if most saying. most DJs, if like if we can market ourselves, market towards large events like hey, Intel's throwing this huge oh. like party or oh, Nike or what are those like kind oh. of parties? You know where that's a dream, they learn. Dick. Well, let's circle back to what JV out. said though. It'll be fine to be hard to find DJs. There is a good point to that. I mean, I deal with that in my current day job. Finding good workers, because when the industry construction turned down, everybody jumped ship to a different career. So now we have a huge shortage, and we're paying out the butt for trades, for tradesmen, plumbers, electricians, sheetrockers. It's super expensive right now because there's nobody doing it. Um, I think that's going to be the case for us. Everybody, I mean, I don't know how many of you guys watch Marketplace, Craigslist, Facebook, all that stuff for people selling their gears. Um there's a ton of gear being sold right now. Oh yeah, I'm on offer up almost every day. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it's it's crazy. It's like when the pandemic first started, and Seawell can ver- verify this as well. It was all if you had any type of outdoor gear, bikes, uh, kayaks, uh, bike rack, like anything doing with getting outdoors and exercising, oh, yeah. it was selling. Like I, I, f- I sold a, I sold a bike rack that was like ten years old for two hundred dollars, and it was worth maybe fifty yeah. bucks. Let's I, get back to Big Buddy Knock. There, he just said he did his first outdoor event, dude. And you're right, Knock. It's uh, it's gonna be a different world, dude. It's not gonna be what we used to know it as. <laughs> Uh, so do you think do you think Clint and the rest of you guys that some of these wannabe DJs that came in with their laptop and some they're gone they're, they're gone they're, they're they're gone they're gone so it actually will be better for some for some of us that are actually qualified DJs that will it's this has literally I, I think we're going to get a new wave of the guys coming in with their laptops um you know with this downturn they can lock themselves into a bedroom yeah. and uh practice 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 where us old guys we're doing it cuz we love it and uh it's going to be a different shape of DJs for sure. So, so I guess it it would be kind of a different different type of DJ because they're going to be doing like Knox said, going to be doing events. So it's really about your status of how many people do you know that would pull an an event an event. Like okay, maybe maybe ten people of my friends show up at the nightclub, but what if I throw an event at my own house because I have a house or some property I can do it at, and then that's way cheaper anyways. And then you can charge out the out the booth someone just uh, we have like 20 people logged in as hit squad djs because well every member <laughs> of the hit squad has <laughs> access to the hit squad page so hit squad right now is noisy before that okay. it was rosie down in california this is noisy down in arizona um and i can decipher on who's commenting because that's who i am but um i know well just for instance like there's three of you in that room. There's two of us over here in the green screen studio still. So that eliminates us five. Right. Well, so <laughs> come yeah, on, let's. But, but, okay, wait. Oh, technically, yeah. I technically I have oh, not logged in. Man. So by by, by the way, you guys logging in through the Hit Squad, it'd be great if you logged into your page and shared it to and page. shared it. That'd to, be cool. 
Uh, look at look at the old man getting technical over here. <laughs> but yes, I mean, it's the so only time he'll do it. I agree with Knock here. It's going to be the dudes, like you said, who thought they were shit, and then they're gone. Um, it circles back. Us old guys who still have some type of skill set to rock the venue, to read the crowds, to pay attention to bar sales, to pay attention to the bar, the uh, dance floor flow of traffic. Um, these new kids don't understand all that. I think that's why we hold the venues we do is because we can rotate the floors and bar sales and manipulate that through our music we play. Right, but let's also take into factor that... And through your intimidating stature. Yeah, nope. Yeah. <laughs> I, dare, I dare anybody to go up to me like, hey, I think you should play this song. Hey, I think <laughs> yeah. I'm going to bite your head off right now. It's going to be tasty. Yeah, well, Nate, I'm sorry, <laughs> Nate. I mean, I'm sorry you get <laughs> picked pi- on every club. venue you go it's to. Hey, I'm the little white guy up here. Come <laughs> bug me. <laughs> and then I come in. Yeah, exactly. And I come in and nobody fucks with me, so I don't know what it is. Because you're a freaking huge man. <laughs> you're a big dude. I don't AKA, put up with AKA it. AKA the big show. No one would put, you don't have to put up with it. No you one's going to have to. You just give them that look. <laughs> give them the old so evil let, eye. Let's wrap this up, guys. So let's wrap up the industry points here. Well, I wanted to, the comment we kind of, I was trying to ask about, uh, Noise mentioned that it's going to be a rubber band effect for next year with private events. Okay. Um, so it's going to spring back bigger than that's what he means by that, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. I just wanted to my my question to you guys that. is: Don't you do you think that let's be face uh, let's face it, social media presence is so much more important now when it comes to the new blood because you're only yeah. good at, you're only as good as a DJ as the crowd that you can keep regenerating night after night or week after week. So let's face it: we are all getting older. So are we going to how are we going to be as relevant? No matter how good our skill is, we might just eventually turn into the old guy that plays at Pioneer Pub. <laughs> this is true. But there comes a point, though, just like we can go back to, let's say, control, right? Right. Okay. Yeah, the dude still rocks it every time he plays out because we know as older guys what to play and when to play and, and not play the bangers from 9 to 10. Because if we do that, we'll be doubling up on our tracks. Right. Okay, I know in myself, I mean, I know I can burn in four hours if I'm quick mixing. You do 130, 140 tracks a night. Easy. You know what I'm saying? Some guys average 80 songs a night. You know what I'm saying? It all depends on that traffic flow, though. Um, The hardest thing to do, as we all do, is to play to a room of 10 people or 20 people. That's the hardest thing to do. And to move half that crowd of 20 people to the dance floor or get them moving in their dance in, in their chair or knob in their, their head or singing along, to me, my job is done. They're having a good time. They're, they're buying drinks. Yeah. Dance floor is secondary to all of us veterans, okay? Yeah. Uh, these new kids coming in, that's all they care about is packing the dance floor. And, oh, I'm going to play this banger and this banger and this banger. Uh, and then they're done. They're burned out. Can we? I'm going to go into that real quick, Clint. If you have 10 people, you have 100 people, is it the worst when there's that second or other one that's doing the cutoff sign on you? Cut it! I don't pay attention to them because I'm not there for them. I'm I'm just saying (laughs) that one person sometimes can ruin my night. I'm like, having a great day, and I'm like, no, dude, don't don't cut. No, I'm not cutting this song. See, that's not not my person. So that's your Achilles heel. Mine's the one that shoves their phone up in my face when I'm trying to. That's my Achilles heel. Like, play this, and then they just hold it there. They don't just, like, try to. They literally shove it in my face. For me, I just go, hold it for a second, and I move their phone away, and I'm, I'm excited because I have too many women in particular to go. I'll never forget this one. At the beach, lady comes up to me. This play the lightning ago, song. By the way. Oh, yeah. Play the lightning song. Play <laughs> the lightning song. I'm like, what's a fucking lightning song? 
What? The lightning song was Rihanna. Oh, and I was right like, on me? With no, no. It's uh, What Did You Come Here For? Uh, yeah. The Rihanna... Um, no, what'd you come here for? You're, you're on your own on this one, bud. You, uh, you, you but again, like, I, but then if they had their phone, I love the fact that it says the artist, the name. Like, I'm like, oh, that song. Not, but some songs are like, so play you, the. So you're the reason that I pretty much want to kill half the people. Yes. So kind of like when, <laughs> Thanks, so, so kind of like when the girls come up and say, can you play Apple Bottom Jeans? Yes. I'm we like, all what? know that's not the name of the song, no. but we go, we shake our heads. Yeah, sure, whatever. We all know it's. You know, I mean, it, it's, get low. It, it's like when uh, DJP said, but, well, who's the artist? Do you, you know, what's can't you see I'm playing vinyl up here? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it, is that on his, <laughs> ho- on his Halloween? His Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, that's one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's good. That is. Good uh, I think Sugar had one of the best burns, though. Someone said, "Can you play this?" And they hand, and he took their phone and put it on the record player. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that's happened too. <laughs> <laughs> the, the guy, the guy, the guy, yeah, says to me, he goes, he goes, "Hey, you can play this song right here. Just like, get the cord, I'll plug it in." And I go, no, it "Doesn't play." And I put it on, on the turntable, just spinning his phone. <laughs> no, sorry, your your phone doesn't play. <laughs> yeah, they don't. Because as a for the customer, what do you say to that? Like. No, you're not getting it. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> you're not getting it. And Nate's done the same one that I've done, too. We've actually called people out. Oh, we okay. pulled the song out, and everyone's having fun. And that one guy, we got, oh, yeah. hey, everybody, this guy just said we need to stop this. This, this, this song sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the best it gets me is, like, they'll come up and request a song. and I'll, I mean, I'll bluntly say no to a request if it's not good. And, and they run. And they run, or, or they'll go, <laughs> I'm going to go tell the owner. They it's run like, with me. go <laughs> tell the owner. It's like, I know him personally. It's like, how do you think I'm here? You know, it's like, yeah. I don't think we know the owner or something. Yeah, it's like, I just, one day I just showed up and started yeah, playing, and they pay me now. Yeah, it's great. Uh, uh, yeah. I always lie, and I say, like, they'll ask, and I, I say, sure, sure, yeah, I'll play that. And then they'll keep dancing, and then they'll walk away. And do something, go to the bar or go outside, and then they'll come back. Hey, can, can you play my song now? Yeah, I played it while you were gone. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I just played it two minutes ago. And I've done, hey, Steve, I've done the same thing to girls that have been like, we're going to leave. I'm like, well, I don't want you to leave. So, uh, yeah, I'm not playing it. Why would I play oh, That's a good one. Yeah, like, but you're so hot, I don't want you to leave. So, I'm, I'm, I'll play it at the end of the night. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, that, that table of girls right there, you're going to leave. But no, yeah. I, 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 I'm not playing it. Uh, so, uh, maybe in one more. <laughs> one, one more, one more. So we actually got to wrap this up, guys. We're closing in on three hours of this. Holy shit, where did time go? Uh, so let's give us a shout out in the chat, guys. I don't know how many people are left with us across all the platforms. We got Twitch, YouTube, Mixcloud, and Facebook. Whew, that's a lot. We had Facebook. It's still there. <laughs> Until all, all your guys' potty mouse got us kicked uh, off. I know, you right? have to say yeah, the listen e- here, Mormon boy. You, you, you just have to say up. the F word in a row like for 30 minutes before they'll come. Okay, in. so we just got our official clock in from Switch at two and a half hours. Oh, oh okay. So, so Switch is keeping track of us. I appreciate that very much, Switch. <laughs> That's so Switch. Is that, is that the like, equivalent of like a compensation contest? Like my truck's bigger than your truck or something? Like since he's a streamer and we're a streamer? Well, like, look, if it was actually a competition, yeah. <laughs> if it was a competition, Switch would kick our ass in yes, this whole streaming true. game. Yeah, Props to Switch for doing what he's done. Uh, From like before any of us. Uh, yeah, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Big props to Switch. He's helped us in this studio. I've called him several times. I know Sewell's talked to him several times. 
but he's I, he's called us for help though too. So props to him. He's followed along our roads with some of our gear. Uh, if it wasn't for him, I fuck, I wouldn't wouldn't have a goddamn PC. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> switch! PC. Thank you so much for that. It's been uh, a glorious days of coming up to the studio and just looking at that beautiful thing. I know. It's sexy. It's it is. Actually and then, pretty and sexy. then hearing Clint every time, like, we're at 6%. We're at 9%. God damn. Oh, damn we're at CP. 5%. I'm like, yeah. That's a PC for you, baby. Yeah, look how clear the street. Uh, it's beautiful. Anyway, what's next, Nate? What's well, next, Nate? So the experiences we've had to go through, it's a perfect segue, is now... That we're in it, we are streaming, we are live, and how has that experience been for you guys? Because you guys have been the most consistent, besides Clint and myself, at in Pioneer the Hit Pub. Squad studio. And at Pioneer Pool. So that was brother here. What your experience on the streaming? Uh, well, like I said, like I was, I was saying earlier to Sewell, that I stopped four years ago. I did not touch a turntable. The last time I did was It was a disaster. The, yeah, it was uh, at the... Uh, Hangar. No. It was at the. Uh, I thought it was Paula. My nope, house. No, nope. it was you when we want to do the original OGs of house, and I told that's you not. I, oh, I that's right. Not, the tonic, the tonic lounge. Yes, the tonic I lounge. I remember that, that night way yes. because it comes off very, oh, yeah. like very egotistical. And sure enough, they shunned us. They would not come back to that room, and it just that was it. I right. lost. I lost it. So, that was four years oh, yeah. ago. But because of Clint. And see, while well, my brother just slowly nudging me, um, touch me again, I swear to God. Um, no, you sorry. like it. Uh, but um, it's a safety. I mean, let's, let's, let's be honest. Like, most people say that DJs are introverts, and our DJ booth is our safety net. It's our safety bubble. So streaming is even more so. Like, I can see somebody comment, and I could read it, or I could choose not to. Either way, it's it's such a it's been such a sense of freedom and expression that I can kind of like when you really get to play a hundred percent for yourself and with no restrictions, it is it is just amazing to me. And I think it's kind of I mean, obviously, yes, I am going to be a chef, a professional fe- chef, and um, that's I'm excited about that. But I'm I think it's rekindled a little bit of passion and love for DJing again. Um, it, it won't be my career anymore, but it definitely won't be something that I will stop be do- doing. So, there you go. Uh, see, well, you do. I'll do my last. Oh, um, you experience doing my experience has been a lot of education. Um, <laughs> hours on YouTube University. Thank you for. I'm glad I didn't have to get like a scholarship for it. I'm glad that was free, <laughs> because I would have had to pay a lot. And like I said earlier, making jokes about the initials OBS, I, I did get infected with that. And I was able to learn that program, which is the streaming platform of the world. And uh, I've gained that knowledge. We've picked up some equipment and learned things about cameras that I never thought I could. And now I'm actually considering trying to like pick up another camera and start maybe doing like real estate photography or like something else with it. That's right. You're talking about drones. Yeah. I've been looking at drones lately because I'd like to get a whole kit and specialize in something like that. I'm not really that interested in portraits and things, but I think that could be a really good hustle. Um, So, I mean, I've gained some things from that. I think it's, it's forced me to play because I'm not sure if I would have like gotten broke out my stuff as often as I have been coming here and doing a set and forcing myself to practice. And 
to do that. So it has helped me there. I think that it's it's a completely it also has brought back, I believe, some of my uh, my radio skills and those abilities to be able to interact with people without them being there. You know, like the mindset that I'm talking to one person and not a million people. And some of those things I learned going through college and in my communication abilities. And I've been able to practice those again. And it sparked some other ideas for different different things I may try in the future. Um, so it has been good to that. But it actually has been also just uh, weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> weird. So, so I want to chime in here a little bit, too, because... <laughs> like, Nate just touched on the radio days. I was in radio. Nate was in radio. So this is kind of like what Nate said. It's the same thing. We're talking to an audience we can't see. We have to communicate with them. We have a little bit easier ways to communicate with them now because of the chat room and stuff, uh, which makes it easier, I would say. Um, but the biggest thing when I tell people to come who come here for the first time, they're like, I don't know what to play. I don't know how to do this. I'm playing to nobody. It's like, dude. Be you and play how you want to play. If people enjoy it, they're going to stick around. If not, they're going to just turn off or go somewhere else. So this gives them a platform that was to do to be you and be how you would play. I also want to say in the chat room, uh, Switch, thank you so much for what you said. I did not know that I influenced you at all. So that's uh, that means a lot to me, man. So thank you. And to see D get back in it with the passion that he has was a huge excitement for me to see, too, because this dude was... Uh, he, he was done, and it's like I twisted his arm and twisted his arm and Sugar twisted his arm. Just come to the studio. You'll enjoy it. Come to the studio. You'll enjoy it. And uh, I'm super glad that he did because it has re-sparked him for what he does, bringing back you can be whoever you want to be on the stream and play whatever you want to play. Um, he's done really well at it. He's a phenomenal DJ. He does kind of throw some temper tantrums like he did the other <laughs> like Friday. Come on. <laughs> He's like, he broke another set of headphones because he <laughs> didn't think it was sounding good. But his Friday set was phenomenal. And he's like, fuck this. I'm done. Threw his headphones on the floor. And we had to get, you know, anyway, props, props to the, <laughs> props to D for coming back and enjoying him for what he does. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it a lot. A lot. OK, uh, I'll wrap it up. Got a few more minutes. Well, what is what is what is what is it for uh, cryptic? How does he feel about this? Cryptic, are you out there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's above. That is the creepiest thing. Yeah. Would, would you like to say something before hey, I close so, out the show? Yeah, so I, I'm, I was right there. Like I, I had a residency in Longview, Washington for a year. And um, <clears throat> as Detroit would know, I kind of bounced around in the Portland scene and yeah. filled for him yeah, and too. Sugar yeah. and all those guys for quite a while when they were doing other, uh, other events or other shows. Uh, and top 40 and club stuff burned me out quick. Like I, like I got to a point where I couldn't do it. I was like, no, I'm done. Like, uh, and of course the club I was at, like got rid of me, uh, because I refused to play Becky, something Be that Becky's, a girl Becky's favorite wanted. Hit. Yeah. Like, and the girl went and told the manager and sure enough, you know, I'm like, you know, and, and of course, I, I was <clears throat> playing banging hits, 90s, mid-90s. I'm playing uh, Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre, and this girl comes up and like, what are you playing? Play something that we can dance to. And I'm like, what? And right then, I was like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I got to start playing for myself what I enjoy, what I think is good. Um, 
And if people like it, then they'll follow me. They'll enjoy me. They'll come out and see me. If they don't, then, like I said, they can go elsewhere. So I mean, stream, that's where I was, streaming too. For, so. for streaming for DJ Cryptic is cryptic. It's you. You get it, to be all it, about Exactly. What you, I love it, man. Stream. I mean, if I could get paid, <coughs> get paid more money for it, and maybe hopefully eventually that'll that'll come along. But, uh, and, and it can. Yeah, you know I something? Would, guys, guess, guys, guys, all of us can get there. We just got it all as a collective again. And yep. other people out there, connect and share all of us together, yep. you know. Well, share to this person, share to that person, and more people tune in. And after a while, their friends and friends and businesses will tune in and take care of this. Well, Cryptic already yep. has a job, though, because he's going to sort all the records. On the <laughs> yeah. I got a long. He's going to sort these records. He's going to clean these records. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, it's just. Uh, I figured I'm just going to attach my resume in this chat room because uh, I, if I'm planning on making a future off the money that's came in so far. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, 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 number one seller <laughs> over here. <laughs> oh, I have done that, and I appreciate what has came in. Uh, but I, I one hey, of the Clint, points why we're doing this that, is how hey, check the numbers for us. I think I'm ahead. You can. Oh, the sales. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Get, get, while, oh, while, while, hold while on. I ra- yeah, I wrap it up and then you give us some well, numbers. Somebody's trying to call into the show, but I got to give them the phone number. So uh, we're gonna. If I can find the phone number to the How's studio, how's gonna flatten out <laughs> so. that Prince record? I right. told you, you two you, pieces of glass, a yeah. towel, and an iron. That's how you flatten yeah. out the, the record. Low, low heat in an oven. I heard. I don't know. Uh, I I've never tried that. I wouldn't trust an oven, but I definitely would trust an iron. It's more control. So for my experience right now during the streaming, it's been most of the time for my soul, it's been feeding it some glory at times. I've been like putting together spontaneous little moments of cookies and other food <laughs> items. <laughs> That's my mixer out there, you dick. <laughs> and, 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 and putting music and sharing. Again, like you guys talk about sharing your, like your love for music. I just love life majority of the time. And outside of here, life fucking sucks. And so coming in the studio, I just lived this fairy tale for an hour set to be just silly or be like just human sometimes of like sadness. I've had some sad sets, haven't I? Some angry. I've had okay. some really happy, you know. I don't know about the angry thing. Maybe because. Oh, oh, you weren't here for that night. No. The, <laughs> the chat room blew up and we had all these haters. Remember that, Clint? Yes, I do remember that. I played nothing but like. Is this dark. our first caller? Do we got a caller coming we in? We do have a caller coming oh! in. Oh, caller number one. Caller, caller number one. one. He probably paid someone to test it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I did not, dude. It's a bot. It's a bot. <laughs> Are you there? It's a Jeffrey. What's up, buddy? Are you there? We can't hear yep. him. Oh, hey, we can't hear him. We what? hear you. What? Yeah. We got DJ Switch on the line. What up, Switch? <laughs> What's up, boys? How you doing, man? Where so you at? This, this whole conversation, first of all, uh, fuck every single one of y'all. I play on record multiple <laughs> times a year. <laughs> and I would wreck you guys on that crate of records. Oh. Bring it on. Sugar, I see your you face have on to come internet. out to the your studio first, bub. Oh! oh bird from uh, Detroit. Just saying. Wow. I can't, well, I, I, all right. So what, so what kind of music are we talking, though? What genre? Give me that. Give me that crate on the table. Okay. okay. He's ready to take on the crate Ooh, on the table. I like it. I like it. Wow. Let's go. All right. So, so but that's not the reason why I'm calling tonight, guys. That's okay, not the reason okay, why I'm calling. Okay, right. Reason. I thought he was offering. I thought he wanted to battle or something. Uh, uh, right? Sounds like we have a McGregor go. fight going on here. McGregor's pulling it out. All right. So what? What okay. do you want to talk what's about? What's up, Jeff? Switch? Yeah, what's going on, Switch? 
these guys don't want to battle me anyway. Uh, so the reason why <laughs> uh, I'm calling tonight is because uh, as much as I love the conversation, um, there's something there's something that's really bugging me about what you guys are talking about, and specifically it's about D quitting D Dang and uh, his comment about not knowing that what he meant to me. And it goes back to, I believe it was spring of 2012. There was a sports bar, maybe even 2011. There was a sports bar called Blitz downtown where we had a Thursday night spot. Sugar set up this Thursday night spot for us. And we were destroying this place on a Thursday. I mean, I shit you not. There were clubs on a Saturday night that were not as banging as this Thursday night sports bar thing that we had yep. at Blitz on like Ninth and Cooch, right? It was right across from Splash or uh, Candy, candy down. Yeah. yeah, it'd be the yep. building across the street from Candy. Yep. Okay. It, yeah, it's exactly right. So, so here's what happened back then. Isn't that the been, Henry's Tavern in, now? Uh, it's something. No, it's a Noodle House. It's a Noodle House. Oh, sorry, so, so, sorry, Switch. Okay. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. So. Uh, back then, I had been in weddings for a little over a decade, and but I'd only been in clubs and bars for about two and a half years, maybe three years, and stop, I was wait, wait, still stop, stop, making stop the transition. Stop, wait, stop for two seconds. That was the Harmony Inn is where his debut was. The okay. Harmony Inn on 82nd? Right. Okay. Oh, no keep way. going. Keep going. Back to Blitz. I don't, and... don't want to talk about that place. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that place. Nobody no. wants to talk about that place. <laughs> My brother and I have got stories for no, that. No, 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 please. I'm sorry, continue, switch, switch. So, so, so it's like 2011-ish, maybe 2012, and we got this place blitz, and it's a sports bar. We're killing it on Thursday. And Sugar would bring in his brother, who had somewhat recently come back from, I think it was Merchant Marines? Yeah, yeah, I was on tour for 30 days. And, yeah, yeah and so you would, you were, you were, you were back in town, and you would come play with us at Blitz, and I remember very specifically, in fact, I even still have the tracks that I played. I played a very short set on my laptop, on the turntables, and it w- and everybody had been drinking and whatnot, and you guys just, like, threw me on the turntables. So I jumped on my laptop, jumped on a few songs, and I managed to mix a couple of house tracks correctly for the first time. And I remember... Diesel, you specifically had like the best reaction in the world. I don't remember I, in the in the over a decade we've known each other. I don't think you've ever hugged me as hard as you hugged me in that moment. <laughs> wow! See, that's and that right there is why it broke my heart to find out you were trying to quit DJing, and why I'm so happy that you're back, bro. Because wow. you belong behind a pair of turntables with the rest of us, and <laughs> I never want to see you quit again. Uh, thanks, man. I, you know, see, that's the cool thing. It's like, uh, that's because, you know, the pe- why I love this group so much is because we're not about our egos. And so we don't, I at least, I could at least say for myself, I don't see, I don't see how, um, I influence other people. So when you say things like that, it's, it's really, um, I, I can't even come up with a word right now of, of just it's very significant because I didn't I don't realize what I do. And I think some of us, a lot of us don't realize how we influence other people until they say something. And it, it's really heart touching. It's really. But in reality, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm 
Will I ever do commercial DJing again? I don't know. Probably not. But you should actually see me in the kitchen, and you'll realize I'm actually just DJing with ingredients. Oh, I, yes, I, he I, is. I just, <laughs> it's it really is. the same uh, thing. I traded in turntables for spoons and, and, and records for spices. I mean, it's really. Okay, I want to wrap something up real quick. And the fact that, like, Clint definitely got to see this, that I remember bringing my brother to Noise's house for the first time and bringing him in, and, and now we're all brothers, and bringing Sewell in for the first time and going, hey, guys, I got this guy Nathan. Come on over and meet Clint and, 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 and Rosie and, and, and Epps and Kevin Lee at the time, and, you know. Yeah. And I was happy to be brought in the first time, you know. Absolutely. We, the guy is going to be unnamed because he doesn't, he's not worth talking about. But <laughs> otherwise, I appreciate everyone else that took me in the first time I came into the hit squad. Clint, do you remember all those times? I do remember those times. I remember building this, man, with Noise at Rosie Epps, Kevin Lee, man. We can't leave Kevin Lee out of there, man, no. because he was a huge part of getting this off the ground. I yes. mean, I wish him the best. Uh, you know, it, it just didn't work out for us and him. Um, he's always welcome here. He's always welcome part of us. Um, Absolutely. Uh, we don't see that's another thing. A lot of people have come and gone from the hit squad. Um, we don't hold grudges against them. We wish them the well. They're always welcomed. Uh, they're welcome to anything that we do. Uh, but yes, it has been a building process from day one. And we're, I think noise can confirm, but I think we're at year eight or something with this crew now. And we're up to, I think, 19 members across the U.S. now. Hey, um, Switch, you still in the room? You on the phone? Yep. Yeah, so Switch was there. He, Switch, he, Switch, do you remember the first time on our drive going there? And like talking about this, <laughs> meeting the guys, you're like, well, I'm going to go with you, man. Switch I, was a really standoffish kind of guy at first. He didn't know how to approach us, I think. So <laughs> I just remember my first. Well, I, I would argue I still am. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, he kind of is, man. Oh. Unless you ask him a question and then it's and then he'll spend an hour and a half answering that question. True that, true that. Good talk. So always with Switch, man. <laughs> so Nathan, very so, detailed. Okay. Yeah. So Nate, I mean, Nate was new to Portland. He stumbled across Sugar at Bar Fifteen, I believe. Oh, we'll tell that story another day. Another too. day. Yeah. But uh, him, no, I was trying to get you earlier to talk about. It. Yeah. So I mean, we have a lot of these shows coming up. We have a lot of history with us. We have a lot of history in Portland. But anyway, Nate's first time to Noise's house. We used to hold the meetings. Well, they were weekly meetings, and we went to monthly meetings, and then. Everything is we've all kind of grew and moved apart. And uh, Rosie down in California, Noisy moved back to Arizona. Um, man, where else is uh, DJ Queasy down in Florida, Pensacola, Florida? Right, right, right. Uh, we had JD in the house for a little bit. He's over in Nashville. Uh, he's in Nashville now. Boise. Uh, Boise. Oh, no, no. oh Nashville. He's That's in, right. He's in, he's JD's in Nashville now. Uh, What's his name's in Boise, right? Nobody's no, no, in he, Boise. No, he left Boise. Okay, JD Nashville. left Boise to go Thank to you. Nashville to try to do a DJ thing. Uh, that's another town that's struggling right now. Man, poor, poor Nashville. Yes. Uh, oh. Yeah. I remember, to get back to what Sugar was asking about, though, like I remember the drive down, and the whole reason why he was bringing me down there was because um, somebody needed their turntables fixed. <laughs> and yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That would be noise. Uh, it was in the garage. Noise's garage. Noise. No, it wasn't. It wasn't noise. It was. It was somebody else. I but either way, um, I remember it was, but, was it Soto? Patrick Soto? Sugar brought me down Soto. because he's the one bro, bro, Sugar brought me down because um, there were some turntables that needed to be fixed. I had been fixing his turntables for a little while. I've been main, maintaining my own turntables for a little while. And, uh, you know, I'm totally cool. I'm fine with being everybody's nerd friend, man. Like, like <laughs> that's a role that I'm comfortable with. True. You know what I mean? I but, 
the 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 cool part was coming down and then hanging out with everybody and you know fixing those turntables i was just sitting there basically elbows deep in these turntables with soldering iron and the screwdrivers and all that stuff but the whole time i was working on it everybody was just kind of hanging around and kicking it and it got it made it really really easy to get to know everybody and get comfortable with everybody so then the next time it was like hey come down again and i was like all right i'll come i'll come hang out again um anytime you meet new people and it's something where like, it's not something that you were interested in to begin with. And so like somebody just sort of brings you along. It's like, well, I'm not sure about this. I'm not sure about this. But like, I remember from the first night, I remember most of that first night meeting everybody. And, uh, I say most of, because if you've ever hung out with the hit squad crew, um, <laughs> well, never mind. Uh, <laughs> but but I remember most of that night, and I remember the biggest thing I took away from that was was getting along with everybody very, very quickly. And it was really easy. The next time Sugar said, "Come on back down," I'm going, I'm going down again. It was really easy for me to say yes, and he he swooped me up, and we took the ride down. And it was, I mean, from then on, like I just started hanging around more and more, and then eventually I was welcomed into the crew and. Uh, I mean, you know, regardless of whether I'm doing something on my own or not. Uh, you know, I'm always here. This is true. And that's one of the biggest things that uh, Grandpa Noise, I, I call him Gramp, Grandpa Noise. <laughs> he is the oldest member, I believe. Yes, he is. Um, yes. You know, that's one thing that we drove home initially when we started this with Rosie Epps. I, I, I'm going to back up a little bit here. I'm going to give a little hit history. Of the Hit Squad. Of the Hit Squad and how it formed. It started with Noise, Rosie, Kevin Lee, and Epps. The four started, okay? And then the I was... Founding Fathers. Yes, the Founding Fathers. And then I was subbing gigs out to Noise and Kevin Lee, and then, then it was just an, kind of an automatic for me to join then with them too because that was the whole purpose behind Hit Squad was sharing venues and sharing gigs to get us out of the rut of playing said our residency. So we would go different places, play different venues, get different faces, and it worked out for quite a while, actually. And then we grew from there. Um, and then we kicked some people out. We had Patrick Soto come and leave, uh, you know, and the list goes on. But that, that's how it originally started. The, and the biggest rule that noise back to what I was, talking, is ta- was saying, egos. Yeah. None of us have egos. If you have an ego, check it at the door. We can all have our personal egos, but when, when, when we get together, we do a hit squad event, a gig. We're all equal. It doesn't matter your skill set. We're all equal. We have no egos. And I think that's what makes it work with us. And we all have our own individual niche uh, that we all do differently. Jeff was the nerd, the geek, the repairman. I was a repairman. I did a lot. What of do gra- you mean was? I know. I was going to say, <laughs> what do you mean was? <laughs> He's so, probably got a lightsaber in his belt loop right now. But I'm just saying, we all played a critical part of we the g- fluffer. Yes, <laughs> but uh, you're also the only one that can play island music better than I can, and yeah, it's true. and reggae like that's yeah, your niche, so dude. That's I, your real house. I think that's how, I think that's why Hit Squad's still around today, and uh, none of us have egos. We're all equals when we get together, and that's when right. when we DJ, we're we we don't say he's better than me than I am. Uh, we all do have a I'm going to say it a pecking order as far as skill set in the group, though. You know what I'm saying? Um, we all know the skill set of each individual said DJ. Um, so I don't know. I, I think it just works. Yeah, we're definitely not function up. 
So, no. But let's go down the list of DJs because I know. Whoa. <laughs> that was a cruel burn on that, Funk Shop. Yeah, DJ that, Biggs is whoa. a good dude. Biggs is a good dude. Look, wait, wait, wait. By the way, just like Noise, when he left, he had to leave a jab in Portland. My brother's taking off now out of town, and he leaves a little shot. Yeah. No, it's fine. Noise, are you still in the room? Do you remember when you left your <coughs> shot at somebody locally here? I don't think Noisy's around still. Okay. Aww. But uh, let, I mean, so we talked about we talked All a couple right. of them about let's the hits, the the members. I mean, let's not forget about Jason Goli, Modesto holding oh, down the one song. Jason, oh. he is a proud member of the Hit Squad yeah, DJs. Uh, DJ sure. Chelly out in uh, New York, man. Um, there's a lot of key players that guys don't know that we have as members um, that have helped us tremendously get to where we're at today within the industry. I mean, it would be- and don't forget James too, man. We're still growing. I know that's what I, I was just getting there, and then Noisy going to Arizona, bringing up Cadillac James. He's the newest. Cadillac James is the newest member. Okay. Uh, and we have Woody. DJ Woody's was a yeah. prospect yeah. for Noise yeah, out of Salem. Woody, Woody is and actually now, here in the studio. Now he's just I, like a superhero all-star. Oh, man. Yeah, Woody's an all-star. Now, now, now I've become a ne- fanboy of him. He's never yeah, getting exactly. on the turntables yeah. again. I'm yeah. like, I'm again. At, when's he going to go back on, man? And then we have another new prospect down in Arizona that nobody knows about except for Noise and I. Okay. <laughs> um, his name is DJ yourself. Echo. Echo's a phenomenal guy. He's a good dude. He's probably going to be the next member. Uh, I'll say it now. Okay. Uh, he's going to be the next member for uh, the Arizona squad. Um, so, yeah, it's just a lot of good dudes. It works. It really does work. You know, I know this might sound a little cliche or cheesy, but it really would be cool if we did have a family reunion. Like maybe even down at AZ or something like that if we did one big family reunion. Just Arizona, to, just January 14th to the 17th this year, replacement of NAM. We're all crashing Noises House. Okay, there it is. So, oh, uh, Jason Goli. I can taste the tamales right Jason now. Jason Goli has already bought his tickets. Wait, right? hold so, up. Yes. Hold up. Hold up. Justin. Can you imagine the smell of that place? Oh, I can smell the tamales. I can right smell now. the tamales and tacos oh. and everything else. Man, I don't know. What, I don't know what other smells you're smelling. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Yeah, not tamales, not. tacos, and 14 dudes. Right on, man. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. If there's a shower, dude. You realize how big his house is? It's like five course. bedrooms, I've, I've, three baths, golf sl- course. I've slept in two of the rooms. Yeah, exactly. I've slept in two of the rooms. So yeah, and open in the couch. His squad members, January 14th, Noisy's House, Arizona. All right. Oh, that's kind of. I, I don't know if I can make. I'll be honest with you. Be opening up a new restaurant, I can probably tell you that I will not be able to take that time off when you become oh, a, yeah. a, an owner and a and open up a new restaurant. Okay. Well, anyway, thank let's you, Clint, for the update. And yes, I, no problem. Yes. Anyone else that's listening, hey, Switch, you heard that? That'd be great to go see your friend down there, in Lake Havasu, nearby. <laughs> Just say. Anyway. Yeah, that's, that's totally possible. Okay. All right, guys. Any more thoughts? We need to wrap this up, guys. We've been here three hours now. Uh, Switch, what is our official time? 2.57.05. Oh, damn. Look at you, buddy. Thanks for the time, buddy. I appreciate it. <laughs> guys, 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 guys. Yes, guys. yes, yes, yes. There's yes, literally yes, yes, a fucking yes. timer. There's a timer on the Twitch screen. Like we're not even. We're not in Twitch, dude. No, I'm in the restream. It's not a magic trick, is what I'm saying. It literally says on the screen. Everybody on Twitch knows how long you've been on because it says right there. It does, but guess what, dude? Switch. I'm not. I'm looking at a different monitor. They're looking at a restream chat in there. Yeah, we're looking at a chat room. There's no Facebook and Twitch. That's all we see. 
So this anyway, is super compelling, fellas. Gotcha. Really compelling content. <laughs> I appreciate right. the official time Thanks. switch. JV is Asshole. still sticking around. I appreciate everybody sticking around. Let's not forget Thursday nights down at Arizona. AZ. They're doing a great job on Thursday nights. For, uh, Wild I... Friday nights, man. Friday. Wild Friday nights. And we are starting at 7 o'clock this week, Next, Friday night. 7 o'clock. And Clint, who, okay. Oh, uh, we're not doing 5. No, we're not going to do a 5 o'clock start time. And Traffic once again, Clint, who, who do we got for next Tuesday? Next Tuesday. Oh, man. What's the lineup again? Oh, yeah. Tell them about this great lineup. I was able to secure the same lineup we had for the same night I had to evacuate this place. So we got uh, Trey Harding coming back. From we the have, far side. Yes. from And then we have Physicality coming back and DJ Linus. Linus? Linus? Anyway, it is Physicality's partner. They DJ a lot together. So it's going to be interesting to see how they play off each other. Uh, so it will be those three guys all night long, uh, as everybody here is always rest, welcome. And the rest of us old guys. Yeah, we're there. we'll be here. Anyway, <laughs> Wild Friday, 7 o'clock, uh, Arizona. Arizona switched their time. They start at 6 and go to 9 now. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Is that- Good night, everybody. Good night. See you. Base. Love you, fellas. Later, Switch. Good calling in. Thanks, buddy. See you next Tuesday. Only fans, DJ Sugar. Check it out. I'm just going to start bringing up my stuff. I'm going to be like...